The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello and good evening, everyone. Elder playing tonight at Princeton High School, but we are coming to you live from an undisclosed location once again on the west side of town because we're going to do a post-game show uh, following tonight's game, and it would be almost uh, one of those things you get. We drive all the way out to Princeton, watch a little bit of football, do the pregame halftime, drive back here, get here just in time to do the postgame. So we're going to do the pregame halftime from here, and uh, then, you know, that's how it's going to work tonight. So we're, this is uh, – We'll be like the rest of you guys sitting around the fire listening to the game. Yeah, it's getting a little chilly. The sun's going down, and it's going to be a cool one tonight. But, guys, uh, whenever you have playoff football, it's a great thing, and uh, – the second round of the playoffs tonight, the Elder Panthers take on a 6-1 and Princeton Vikings team. And, uh, guys, uh, let's before we talk a lot about that, let's go back a, a week ago. Um, and, and it was an electric game, a, a absolutely a nail-biter at the end. The Panthers pull out a 42-39 to win over uh, Fairfield. And, you know, we, we talked about it in the postgame last week, Steve and Tom, the fact that, if you looked and went only on the first couple of minutes of the game, you thought this is going to be a blowout. But we were talking to Phil before, and we were able to more analyze the video. You know, Fairfield was doing a lot of things, and uh, uh, they they mixed it up, had Elder's defense guessing, and they guessed wrong way too many times, and it, it was a nail-biter. Yeah, they, they basically said that they were able to freeze the linebackers on defense and, and that opened up the running game, and that's kind of what, you know, in retrospect, when they looked at it, they could see how Fairfield schemed. The good news is, uh, coming into this game, Princeton doesn't do a lot of that stuff. They're, they're very, they're very athletic, but they're very vanilla in, in their schemes and their scheming. So, uh, you know, what, what you're going to see tonight is not going to be what Fairfield brought to, to the table last week. And, and I think as the game wore on. Uh, it was very clear that Elder was deeper with talent, and, and, that, and that really proved uh, critical uh, last week. As we all remember, Scotty Neiman wasn't available, and you know he's one of the top receivers in the city. I think he's one or two in the GCO and receptions. He was unavailable, uh, but you know Drew Ramsey took it upon his own shoulders to kind of save and salvage the season for the Elder Panthers, scoring four touchdowns as well as the uh, uh, two-point conversion uh, at the end of the game with just over a minute to play to give them the three-point differential. Uh, But we said we were talking about it last week after the game, uh, and I believe that what I just said is Elder has a lot of depth. So if you're not going to be able to do it with player A, B, and C, well, there's players uh, that that can – come in and do the job as well yeah and and drew ramsey last week was uh, basically doing anything and everything needed to pull out a win he he willed the panthers to that win and you could kind of tell as well that ben hamilton was although andrew harp had a great game 
when you got a guy that's the second leading wide receiver in the GCL and not on the field because of the contact tracing, uh, he wasn't sick. He just couldn't play. He was had to sit that game out. Uh, you could just see that that was greatly missed in that offense. Absolutely, and and it was good to see Andrew Harp and uh, uh, the, the rest of them come you know come and play strong. And that's exactly what you know the Panthers needed. And you could almost say, guys, that it was the second instant classic type of game this year. It started at the pit when they. I uh, had a uh, back and forth with the LaSalle Lancers, and then last week, uh, you know, putting them up 42 uh, to just eke out a win over Fairfield. So two Winston Classics, it's very exciting to see what the future is going to hold for the other Panthers because they play some very exciting football. Guys, tonight uh, the Elder Panthers take on a team that is on paper. Uh, you're looking at the record 6-1, uh, and one, and you think, my gosh, they, you know, Elder doesn't have a chance. Uh, but when you actually go through line by line by line who they played, and, and uh, of course it's completely in the GMC, uh, and they have one loss to Lakota East, which is kind of a head-scratcher because they were very uh, not dominant, but they never played the number one team, which is Lakota West. So it's kind of one of these things where you're like, you know, we had a mutual uh, opponent, uh, with, which was Fairfield, and the, there's no big jump out. They, they beat them 40-23, to 23, Elder uh, beat them, so I mean, but it's it's really hard to draw conclusions of how good this Princeton team is. It, it is, uh, you know, they have a lot of weapons, and and they're going to you know, throw a lot of things at you. But you know, exactly. Again, we always talk about this when we get to this point. You know, it's who you've played up to this point, you know, and and who they played. They played Hamilton. They they won that game uh, close, thirty three twenty eight. They, they uh, then just barely beat Sycamore, twenty seven twenty two. And then uh, you know the, the the trophy of the season for for Princeton this year is the forty one thirty seven victory on nine eleven over the Colerain Cardinals, and then uh, the next week coming off of that win, you know how do you handle a, a good win? They lose to Lakota East twenty eight nineteen, uh, and then the last three weeks of the uh, uh, of playing, including the, the first uh, playoff game against Oak Hills, you know they they walked Middletown fifty six twenty. Four, uh, they they beat uh, Fairfield 40-23, and they had several defensive scores in that game. Uh, um, um, Fairfield was was uh, turning the ball over and just not having a, a good night that way. And then last week, a, a 55 to nothing pasting uh, of the Oak Hills Highlanders. Um, so you know that's what kind of got them where they're at. But the, the talent level of the teams they've played, whether it equals you know what Elder's seen running through the, the the GCL South, and then the out-of-state teams that, that they've played. You just don't know. But we talk about that coming in. It's like what you do in the regular season prepares you for this level. And just playing GMC teams doesn't really ever seem to work out for the GMC. And we we can't uh, underscore this enough. I think is when you look at the two programs, Elder versus uh, Princeton. Uh, Elder has a lot of experience being in the playoffs and recent experience as well. Uh, Elder's two wins away from their third straight uh, trip to the regional final. Uh, so for, this would be the third straight year if they can knock off Princeton and then knock off the winner of uh, St. X and Moeller next week. And, and I think that alone, that there's players uh, currently on the roster that, that had appreciable time last year playing, 
and and it, it it can't be discussed enough. I don't think how important that experience is on a on a in a hostile environment, even though we're under COVID nineteen and the fans in the stands won't be there. But being away from the pit uh, with a very good and talented team from Princeton, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Elder can use that experience. And you bring a good point. The experience, uh, Princeton last Friday night won their first postseason game in 19 years. So you know, th- this this is all new to them and how they handle it and, and the composure that, that Mike Daniels, their coach, can, can bring to them is, is unknown. You know, Are they ready for, for this level? Are they ready to keep moving on? So yeah, I think that's a very good point, Tom, the El- Elder's experience because they've been there before. They, they know how to walk the walk and they know how to talk the talk. You know, I, I was looking at the AP top ten poll in, in the state, and uh, the AP has uh, Elder not cracked in that top ten, but they had Princeton at number seven. But interestingly enough is when you, you look at Max Prep's top ten, which is probably, in, in as far as uh, high school rankings, probably is more accurate, if not more accurate, than than, than the AP poll. And uh, they have uh, Elder at 14, and they have Princeton at number 20 in the state. So uh, a whole quite different uh, between the two. So it's it's hard to draw parallels and conclusions, but I do uh, actually, you know, it's one of those uh, polls that that has a lot of respect throughout the state. No doubt. And, guys, when we're talking about the AP in a normal season, it's so subjective. And remember, years and years and and, and decades and decades ago, Greater Cincinnati got no respect from the writers up north in Ohio, and they were very seldom, if ever, ranked at any kind of state rankings until recently, where Elder back to back in the in the 20, beginning of the 21st century, and then St. X with the state championship. So that's all changed, but it's still very subjective. And and Mark, I wholly wholeheartedly agree with you that I think Max Preps. Uh, is pretty much more in tune than, than the APO from Ohio. And, and interestingly enough is who do they, Max Preps has number one? The Bombers, St. X Bombers. Uh, AP has the Bombers at number nine. So uh, yeah. I would definitely, and they have uh, Pickerington Central one below them at 7-2. Some, t- sometimes the AP polls are really locked in on the win-loss column, not so much strength of schedule and so forth and it makes it easy. So, Steve, before we take our first time out, there's some other big games tonight. One of them, we talked about the Bombers and a team that uh, they're taking on, the Muller Crusaders, you know, in a regular 10-game regular season. uh, Sometimes teams get out of the starting blocks uh, bad, and that was the Muller Crusaders, but they have come on strong as of late, knocking off Hamilton last week in their first round of the playoffs and uh, looking for a rematch with the Bombers. Since they, they've made the switch of quarterback with, with Noah Gieselbrock, uh, the, the, the team's been completely different. They, they, they've, they, they've picked up some momentum, and uh, they're, they're uh, you know, finally looking like they're ready to play. Last week uh, when, they, when they won the, the game against Hamilton, that was the, the first time they had beaten they, um, they had a nine-game losing streak against Division One teams. So, you know, you know, the coach Elder there over at Mulder, Mulder is is turning them around, and they could be a, this could be a formidable game. I mean, the first time they played X one forty three twenty seven or no X one forty three fourteen in that game. So, um, 
you know, what what they you know can bring, even though they're playing over at the, at the cockpit at, at, uh, on the North Bend, I, I think this could be a good game. A good game, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if Moeller could pull off the upset. I, I would pretty much expect St. X to win the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Moeller can, can pull this one out. And guys, if we quickly look at the lower half of the bracket. Tonight it's Elder at Princeton and Bowler at St. X, like you said, Steve. But all three GCL schools scored more than 40 points last week. Bowler beat Hamilton 43-27. to Elder put 42 on Fairfield. And St. X put 49 against Walnut Hills. So there's a lot to be said about how dynamic and diverse all three of these offenses are in the GCL South. Steve, let's run down before we take our first okay. time out of some of the other well, the games. games we'll Division One playoffs, Lakota East, Lakota West. Uh, West comes in undefeated. Lakota East has won four straight um, after they started 0-3. That game's going to be interesting, but I think Lakota West is going to hold sway in that game. Colerain Mason come in 5-2 and two both, and, uh, and Colerain has four consecutive wins after kind of getting out of the blocks pretty slow. And the Comets, they have a running back, McCormick. When he scores a touchdown, they're undefeated. So, um, you know, if they can get him into the end zone, it's going to look good for the Comets. Um, Talawanda Kings in Division Two. Talawanda is playing the unbeaten Kings. King has won, Kings has won every game this year by 21 points or more, but they're seeking their, their first. They had a bye last week. They're seeking their first, first playoff win since 2015 tonight. Little Miami, Little Sal. Um, I remember last year when we were doing the LaSalle Elder game, game 10, LaSalle was joking, you guys are going to end up playing somebody tough, and we'll probably end up playing somebody like Little Miami. Well, they did play Little <laughs> Miami last year in the playoffs. They won 42 to nothing. I expect much of the same tonight. Uh, the, the Lancers are just going to be way too much for, for Little Miami tonight. In Kentucky, Highlands, Covington Catholic, this is the 72nd time that they, they've played this game. Highlands has the edge 49-22. But uh, the Colonels from Covington Catholic have won the last five because they kind of went to the Highlands old formula of uh, uh, nurturing players, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Dixie Heights and Ryle, um, uh, uh, 6A uh, District 6 uh, game. Uh, Ryle beat Dixie once last year, 13 to 8. Dixie then turned it in the playoffs and, and, and beat uh, uh, Ryle um, six, 18 to, to 6 in the playoffs. This is going to be a close one. Simon Kenton and Camel County. Uh, Simon Kenton's won 10 straight of these in uh, 6A District 6. In Indiana, a, a big game. Uh, Roncalli at East Central tonight. Roncalli comes in 6-1, East Central 7-1. This is the final week of the regular season in, um, for, in Indiana football, 4A. Um, and the, both teams are, are ranked high. Um, uh, Roncalli has an 8-4 overall um, Win-loss record against us, but this they could be met, meeting each other in 4A playoffs in a couple weeks. So uh, big game out at East Central tonight. All right, we're going to take our first time out. Uh, it's about 50 something degrees right now, but temperatures are expected to drop uh, down almost in the low 30s tonight. So frost on the pumpkin. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. we're we're starting to feel it here. We got the little heater going uh, off in the distance uh, outside on the the the. The broadcast booth. There we go. Saturday lows 36. So, but uh, we're going to take our first time out. We'll be right back here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. 
But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support elder football. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Coleraine and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Coleraine Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service. And with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. And we're back at the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. And guys, uh, Elder tonight, four and three versus Princeton, six and one. We talked a little bit about how the the, the records can be a bit deceiving, but uh, both teams are looking to advance and uh, and and play a, a again. And you know, it's one and out from here on out, guys. So uh, this ought to be a good one. It, it, it should be. I, it, um... You know, and what Tom and I were talking about earlier, experience and getting to this point, this is all new for the Princeton Vikings. And even though they have a, a you know, a storied past football-wise, this is their 16th appearance in the playoffs. In games, they're 20 and 12, so they've won 20 games, lost 12 in the playoffs. They have three state championships, three state runner-ups, so... It's a legendary program with a lot going on. And how many times can you remember, Mark, when we used to do the games of the week? Week 10 was always uh, Moeller and Princeton for the city championship. Princeton, um, you know, what w- was the deal back in the day? They're kind of, you know, Mike Daniels is trying to turn that and get get back to that. And, and the win over the Coleraine Cardinals this year is going to kind of help help them with the, with their swagger, but. You know, are are they ready to to play at this level two weeks in a row? We'll find out tonight. And for Elder, over the last decade, uh, going back to 2010, uh, Elder has only missed the playoffs in 2011 and 2017. So, so that tells you right there that uh, the experience helped. But bigger than that, it's it's the consistency. I think year in and year out, 
this is Elder's 22nd appearance in the playoffs. And uh, uh, for Doug Ramsey, he's uh, been been around for 25 years now as the Elder head coach. So That means uh, we've been doing this a long time. <laughs> we have yeah. been doing this a long time. Uh, so uh, experience will, 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 will certainly factor into it. Uh, but at the end of the game, it, it's still the, the kids on the field uh, needing to be coached up and the, and the kids on the field making the plays. All right, and well, and one good news is uh, Scotty Neiman will be back. And just to kind of say a few things on that, we talked about it a little bit last week, and for good reason. Uh, uh, the parents, uh, a lot of people on some of these uh, uh, these sites who were saying we shouldn't have been saying anything, we should have got permission. Well, we were asked to say it because, frankly, a lot of people around the country who are, Scott, uh, are scouting Scotty, it's easy to say, they just watch the the video stream and just to you know they have all these different players they want to see and then they sure. can't they don't know who's watching so they we were asked uh, hey just mention he's not hurt he's not ill he's just you know had right. to sit this one out for simple reasons so we were asked to say it we weren't making it up so just to kind of quelch that uh, for these uh, knuckleheads on the uh, experts experts yeah the uh, on the sites that. Uh, not a lot of people like to read, but anyway. So, but uh, this ought to be a good one, and and I think Elder was, you know, they, we we talked about a lot of the their, their experience year in year out. Uh, I think that they wanted to use that and the confidence. Of course, last year you you can't take that you went to the state finals and put it in the bank and withdraw. Right. But now yeah. it's time to, all right, we, we went that far. We know what we need to do. Let's go forward yeah. and have a better game than we had last right. week. Right, and, and we talked about it last week going into the Fairfield game. Uh, Elder's strength of schedule was off the charts versus Princeton this year. As we said, uh, Princeton has played only uh, GMC schools. You know, But Elder playing the GCL South schedule, with, that included LaSalle and St. X and Moeller, uh, as, as well as Indianapolis Cathedral and, and Floyd Central out of state, so uh, they've seen a, elders seen a lot of different defenses. They've seen a lot of different offenses. They've seen a lot of different schemes. And when you have the elite coaching staff that, that Doug and his staff offer, they just that just plays right into their hand. And they're going to have the kids prepared. The guys are going to go out there, and that's not going to guarantee anything. But at the same time, you'd sure like to know that you can go back to say, you know, when Ben Hamilton threw that touchdown pass late in the third quarter or when Drew Ramsey, uh, you know, and the Wildcat ran for that two-point conversion, like you said, Mark, with the term bank, when you know that you've done it in the past and you can lean on that and rely on that, that goes a long way, especially in the playoffs. All right, Steve, it's time for you to do your uh, spill the beans on Princeton and uh, (laughs) look at some of the keys tonight. For the Princeton Vikings, if there you want to get a win. Tonight. First off, before I get into that, uh, go, rolling into that, I didn't realize until it was uh, sent to Phil. Actually, sent it out to, to to us. I didn't realize that Elder has never beaten Princeton in football. Um, you know, this is only the fourth time they played. But '79, they lost 20 to 28, or 20 to 20. Uh, in '88, uh, they lost 28-27. Uh, and uh, in the playoffs in 1988, they faced each other again. I think I remember that game. Down, down. It was at, at Nippert Stadium. There was a, it was kind of a windy day. Elder couldn't get the passing game going. There was an early interception, return for a touchdown. It was a, as Phil Samp would say, it was a ball thrown out in the flats. <laughs> it just went like a wounded duck, and boom, they turned it around for a touchdown mm. and, and uh, knocked Elder out of the playoffs, 28 to 14. 
28 seems to be a key number there. Princeton yeah. and their, all their victories have scored 28 points, so we need to either hold them under 28 or score more than 28. And I think we got this one tonight. Put it in the W so, column. Anyway, uh, looking at, at uh, the, the Princeton Vikings, junior quarterback Mackay Lynn, he's amassed 1,600 yards, and uh, he's also rushed for, uh, for, for 366 yards. Uh, uh, they have two, running back, two senior running backs, Ari Turner. He's the leading uh, rusher with 474 yards, and Thomas Boyd also gets a lot of carries with 384 yards. Ari Turner has had three consecutive games, 100 yards plus, um, and, and they have a trio of receiver, receivers in Foster, Jackson, and Harris that uh, Elder needs to be watching all the time. They've uh, combined for 51 receptions and 13 touchdowns. They average uh, 53 or 50.3 points a game, and uh, they have a 34-point margin of victory in their last three weeks, but that's uh, including um, Middletown and Oak Hills. Mike Daniels, uh, 19 and 19, his fourth year out there at Princeton, and um, going to the keys for Princeton. Uh, I, I think Princeton needs to get off to a fast start. They've scored first, or they've been up early in almost every game. They were down um, by one at half to, to Hamilton, down by 10 to Colerain, and uh, they won both of those games so that they can come back. But I, I think getting them up. Um, they've never been down after one, and uh, you know they've shown that they have a strong fourth quarter in all their games. They need to get Elder's offense off the field. I think time of possession is key. The one loss, they were just they, time of possession. They were out 30 to 16 minutes. Vikings uh, have five defensive touchdowns, so I think if they can get Elder's offense off the field um, and limit mistakes, uh, turnovers, and they've been penalty ridden this year. If they can hold their composure, they got a chance to win this game. All right, Tom. On the other side of the board, uh, the Elder Panthers uh, four and three. They want to get a, make that five, uh, and uh, you know they 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 did what they needed to do last week to pull out a win. Uh, what's going to take to get it happening again this week? Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, uh, Drew Ramsey with four touchdowns. Uh, the, the guy's having a great season. Uh, he's got. 577 yards rushing and 568 yards passing this year, uh, receiving excuse me receiving yards. So, uh, and and he scored 18 times in the end zone, 11 rushing and, and seven receiving, and he's also thrown a touchdown pass. And 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 him and his tandem buddy of Ben Hamilton, uh, Ben in his first year under center, 1,529 yards, uh, passing the ball at a 69% clip along with 18 touchdowns, and, and only three interceptions, and those three picks have been in the last two games. And we can't say this enough, senior uh, Scotty Neiman is the big play man target, and uh, he averages just shy of 26 yards uh, on 24 catches with seven touchdowns. So this all leads to uh, uh, the keys of the game, and the first one is welcome back, Scotty Neiman. Uh, the second one is the uh, elder defense needs needs to stop the pass, and that starts with their junior quarterback, uh, Makai Lynn. Uh, he's just uh, over 50% with completions, but I, I expect uh, you know, David Larkins had uh, three and a half sacks last week. So he being on the defensive line with Samari Freeman and Jack Willenborg, uh, they need to keep the pressure on Lynn tonight. 
the defense needs to be active and play with a lot of energy. And, and tonight, I also think on offense that the Elder Panthers uh, needs to keep the ball in Drew's hand. Uh, he's got big, capabil- big play capabilities, and I like him uh, slinging the ball around the field or receiving the ball. Uh, but the thing, the biggest key, I think, is Elder needs to get off and, and start early, and they need to get an early lead. They need to force Princeton to play from behind. Uh, if the Vikings are behind, uh, the hope is that their offense would press and lead to turnover opportunities. Uh, so it starts with the Elder Panthers on defense forcing a lot of three outs early in the game and then hopefully using the Panther experience uh, that they've been here before uh, should, should make it uh, turn in Elder's favor. Uh, but the one caveat here is Princeton has, uh, their backfield has finesse, speed, power, and athleticism, which in the past are things that Elder's defense has always been a challenge. And I'm sure it's going to be a challenge tonight, but I'm sure the coaches are saying, put a hat on a hat, as they say, stay in your lanes uh, because they have trouble with the athleticism of the Princeton Vikings. All right, I'm getting a signal from uh, our Len Harvey. He's ready to talk to Coach uh, Doug Ramsey down on the field. Let's head down right now to Len. Len? Thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder Head Coach Doug Ramsey. And, Coach, playoff football, we talked about it uh, last week, one and done. And last week, fe- Fearful gave you everything you can handle. Yeah, yeah, I did. We, we, we came out and took control, and then uh, we kind of went flat a bit, and they, they took the lead. And, you know, we answered there in the uh, – Towards the end of the second quarter, heavily going to halftime. But, uh, you know, yeah, they, then they third quarter, they were kind of controlled. But then when we needed to make some plays, you know, we got finally got to stop on defense in the fourth quarter and, and uh, you know, pulled out a hard-fought victory. Yeah, it seemed like offensively over 400 yards, 264 on the ground, and Drew had a great night. Yeah, yeah, he did. We, you know, our offense line did a great job. And, uh, you know, we, we, we really had our way most of the night. Um there was a couple series, you know, where we, you know we had to fumble um, on the sack. Uh, we did a really good job. Now, certainly a different postseason this year, and getting getting in there, the goal remains the same: getting to the last game and win, uh, and you move on, right? Oh, that's it. That's what I told the kids after the game. You know, it's about it's about surviving and advancing. You're going to have to win tough games. There's going to be a game that you're not at your best, or somebody plays really well, or whatever the case may be, and and you got to find a way to win. And and uh, and 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 we did that, you know, and, and played really well down the stretch. Now, what should this is Princeton team very athletic? What should we look for for them tonight? Um, yeah, very athletic. Their quarterback's a really good player. Um, he likes to, he'll, he'll run the ball. They throw the ball down the field. There's not a whole lot of intermediate routes for them. It is a it is we're going for it all when we throw it. Um, defensively, uh, they're they're talent wise. I, I, I kind of they're similar to, to to Fairfield. Different style though. Um, they're more of a zone team. Where Fairfield was playing man coverage and, and and really blitzing a bunch, and these guys will blitz, but not nearly as much as they did. Now they may change tonight, and they may come come after us, try to stuff the run game. We'll just have to see what happens. Now the fact that it's at Princeton's Field tonight, it really doesn't matter. There's not a lot of fans here anyway, right? Does it matter? No, you know, no, because I think at this point you're happy. I mean, would you rather be playing at home? Sure, you know, because just all that kind of stuff. But 
you know, just to be playing and, and another opportunity to play to play, uh, you know, a a, a a playoff game is is exciting. So to be standing on the end to win this game tonight, what are the keys? Um, no, you know, limit those big plays again, you know, and we've got to control the ball. I think it's a lot like last week, you know, where, you know, rushing for the yards that we did last week. We need to have another game like that where, where we have the ball. You know, the teams that gave them the most problems uh, were able to control the clock. Like, you know, Sycamore lost to them, but Sycamore had every chance to win that game. And I think Sycamore had the ball for over 30 of the 48 minutes of the game, and that's the kind of thing that we, we need to do to keep them off the field. Now, health-wise, is everybody good tonight? Yeah, we're good to go, full strength. All right, well, good luck, Coach, and thanks for listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. This is Father Benedict Kinsler, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, The Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota, Robert Jones Plumbing, The Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. Friday evening, and welcome to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth for week two of the 2020 Ohio High School football playoffs on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal, and tonight from Princeton High School for the Prep Sports Radio Network, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther, Game of the Week. Live around Cincinnati, you're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world at e8sports.com. Elder, the number seven seed, takes on the number two seed, Princeton Tigers. Elder last week beat Fairfield on the last drive of the game, 42-39 to after Drew Ramsey got his fourth touchdown of the game, including the two-point conversion. Elder has played Princeton three times uh, in 1979, lost 28 to 20. In 1988, a 28 to 27 loss, and then in the postseason in 1988, Princeton won it 28 to 24. They come in after shutting out Oak Hills 55 to nothing. As Ari Turner had two touchdowns of 50 yards to lead the way, they're coached by Mike Daniels, who has coached Princeton in 2017 and started at quarterback for the Vikings back in 2001, 2000. And two. Tonight's Wardway Fuels game time temperature is 54 degrees. Wardway Fuels provides heating, cooling, heating, and propane for the home and business needs. Gas, grills, and pool supplies are also available, including parts and service. Wardway Fuels located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown Road at 513 574 0061. Wardway Fuels, proud supporter of tonight's broadcast. Now, Phil Bengal. A game against Princeton. They have not beaten Princeton, which doesn't bode very well, but maybe the fourth time is a charm. Well, and the last time they played them, I mean, I was five years old, and these guys weren't even born. So those things are great for lead-ins and whatnot, but they don't matter tonight. Uh, You know, those were Princeton teams that were state champs, state runner-ups around those times and whatnot, but now... Uh, that's done. This is this is now. So last week the Panthers, you know, got a got a very talented Fairfield team that did a lot. 
You know, Coach Ramsey talked about that in the pregame. The difference between Fairfield and Princeton is that Princeton does a lot of stuff that just there's not a lot of intermediate passing. It's a lot downfield. It's a lot of stuff that just is going to be straight up up and down the field. Like I call it a lot of hat-on-hat football. There's not a lot going on. But then one of the other big things that Fairfield did last week that you're not going to see a lot of this week with uh, with Princeton is they don't pull their guards as much. They don't they don't move their linemen around. So a little bit easier for the Panthers as far as linebackers making sure that they're making the right reads. So I think that's something that's going to be different this week as compared to Fairfield last week. Princeton is a very good team. They got all the numbers and stats to put them where they are to give them the number two ranking. But, you know, one of the things that I just look at with the Panthers is that They've had some struggles offensively uh, recently. They've had where their offense kind of sputters and moves, and then the defense comes at a different time. I'm still looking at that when the elder teams, both things gel, and I think week two is when we're going to see elders' defense and elders' offense looking really sharp tonight. Yeah, it's uh, one of these uh, the situations tonight. You know, good weather tonight. That That's certainly a plus. It's going to get a little chilly for us out here in the stands, but uh, for everyone else, there is some people in the stands tonight. So there's social distancing, but a good, decent crowd tonight here at Pat Mancuso Field in, in uh, Princeton High School. Princeton, of course, it, it, you know, they're excited. They've got the, their home red jerseys. They won last week handily, 55 nothing over Oak Hills. But this is going to be a high-scoring game, I think, Bill. Yeah, I mean, both teams have the ability to really get after it on offense and, and really make – uh, a, a lot of the de- the defenses really feel like they're running around, but I think one of the advantages that Elder has is that uh, Princeton reminds me, even though they don't do it, Princeton reminds me of an o- option team. I think if the Panthers can get ahead early, I think they're going to put Princeton in a tough spot because if they're just constantly trying to throw the ball down the field or just beat you just by getting around the edges, it makes it a little bit tougher for you if you have to play comeback football. So I think the Panthers can put themselves in a good spot if they can come out here. They're going to, you know, they're going to be kicking off so if they can get a defensive stop early and get their offense out on the field it's going to be pretty key yeah this is uh, one of those games where it's going to be back and forth and certainly for that as mentioned tonight's Wardway Fuels game time temperature is 54 degrees going to go down to about uh, 40 uh, 5 degrees or so at, uh, by the time we get closer to this but Andrew Mueller will go from right to left of your radio dial wearing the elder wearing the white jerseys with the white pants the purple stripe the purple numbers, the white helmets, and the purple along the helmet as well. Meanwhile, Princeton in the red with their gray numbers. Uh, those numbers are going to be a little difficult to see uh, as we get closer uh, through it. But Andrew Mueller will look to kick this one off and setting up the Princeton offense. And the kickoff taken around the 30-yard line, 35, gets outside of the 40, 42-yard line. And a good return out there. And that was uh, number nine, Leroy Bowers, getting the uh, return for for Princeton. They'll set up first and 10, 11.53 to go, just underway here in the first quarter of postseason football. Phil, this is week number two. Yeah, and, and you saw right there on the, the kickoff return the, the, the talent that they have did a good job getting some blocks, getting some out, giving them a nice field starting field position on the 45. Marcus Abata ran him out of bounds, but here we go with the defense. Now you will see some changes. David Larkins is going to be lining up out there tonight uh, as a rush end, and we saw against Fairfield, he, he was very successful. And Malik uh, 
Lynn will set up at quarterback now, setting up uh, Rao, and now to give up the middle, and not much doing there as the defense uh, for the Elder Panthers stops him at the 45-yard line. So it'll be a second down coming up for Princeton as they set up there. Great job for the Panthers. Samari Freeman, uh, David Larkin's getting on the uh, tackle there for the Panthers. Got a good push. A little bit of a bobbled snap. Uh, and uh, we got an official's timeout real quick. Uh, Bartley Thomas has got an equipment issue, so he's got to run off the field. So we'll see who comes in here for the Panthers. The Underground Sports Shop provides the Prep Sports Radio Network with their great-looking shirts, jackets, pullovers, and hats, and they can make your business organization look professional as well. The Underground Sports Shop and owner Sean Mason supports this broadcast and elder football at 513-751-1662. Second down and nine, setting up now, looking as Lynn down the field, throws a bullet down, it's complete to the 26-yard line, and a first down. Looked like it was Foster. And he made the catch right around the 25-yard line. So Juan Strott was in coverage for the Panthers. Just now to make a play. Princeton's going to the ball quick. David Larkin's really putting pressure on from that left side. They'll set up a first and 10 right around the 25-yard line. And setting up Linden's to give up the middle. Meyer's going to run it up the middle and get it, uh, Turner rather, down inside the 20 to about the 18-yard line. So a first down, very difficult. They've got those great numbers in the back. It is real tough to, to see from here uh, from up top. Uh, 10 to go in the opening quarter. Three wide receivers left and one to the right. And now setting up his turner, the running back, and gets inside the 20 to about the 19, but he's picked up there. Now Spinney and Willenborg who brought him down. So it'll make it a, a third and short here for the for the Pan, for the Vikings. Panthers defense uh, just really have to Get used to going quick here and making quick adjustments on the line. Foster lines up wide. They've got three wide at the left, one to the right on a third down and five. Setting up is Lynn. Lynn gives the ball right side, and it's inside the 15 to about the 14-yard line and setting up Turner. Was able to just kind of go between the guard and the center on the right side of the line. Big enough, big enough hole to pick up the first down just barely. David Larkin's on the outside there. Couldn't get off his block. Close in, but he did keep contained, which is important out there. First and 10. They'll set it up now right around the 15-yard line. And now looking, and the quarterback's going to keep it outside. 15. And now it spins to the 11-yard line. Gain of about four. Second down and six coming up with 10-10 to go. Opening quarter. Princeton taking the opening kickoff and moved it down. And uh, no score so far. Spinning was first one there to kind of make contact. Galen Mitchell with a little bit of pursuit. And then Luke Flowers cleaned it up. Setting up is Lynn. He's got three wide to the right and one to the left side. It's a bad snap. Lynn's going to go back to the 24-yard line around the 25 and finally down it. Spinney was right on top of him as well. But a bad snap. And... Makai Lynn just barely got it on top of that one. And that's exactly what the Panthers needed there. Princeton's offense was, was getting into a groove, just going back and forth, going to the line quick. You, know, you could see they were just starting to really smell blood getting close to that end zone, and then you have that snap. I mean, that snap was way high. Uh, they have had one or two that have been a little questionable, so there was finally the culmination of that. Third down and 17. They set up now. They move the football at the 25, and now throwing is Lynn. Throws its complete inside the 20 to the 15. He's out to the 10. Spinning outside. Gets inside to the 5. And a tackle there. But see, they get the fumble. Elder Elder's got it. it. Elder stripped it. Elder's got the football right around the 5-yard line. Yeah, and actually got on the field. And good, good, 
you know, number that you're not used to seeing out there, number 12, Drew Ramsey. Drew Ramsey yeah. was out on the field. You know, they're going to run him in the safety position since they're going to run a lot of verticals down the field and trying to throw the football. And he was one of the guys in there on the strip uh, for that. But the Panthers come up, get the turnover. That's huge. Yeah. Get the. You, Princeton was rolling and moving, so now the Princeton defense is going to come out. They got Elder's offense uh, right up against the end zone, but we know Elder's got a lot of uh, a lot of options to, to break away here. And they'll mark the football right around the five, actually the seven yard line. They'll set up a first and ten. They got two wide receivers to the right side, setting up shotgun formation. Now Ramsey calling out the play. And Ramsey going to look to run inside the 10. He gets to the 15. Around, oh, check that, right around. Ramsey gets to about the 11-yard line. Tough. Just a quick uh, run for the Panthers. Just went off the left side of the line. Drew Ramsey made his read. I think Elder wanted to get some breathing room there, so they get the you know, second, second and five, which really keeps that playbook wide open. The Panthers can do a few different things, and I think Drew Ramsey can cause them a lot of problems back there, but the same thing, it's, they can sit Ben Hamilton in and look down the field. Setting up now with, three, with two wide receivers, make that three to the right side. Now setting up Larkins at the left side with the tight end, and now looking is... The give to Sabato, and Sabato's going to get outside to the 10, to the, about the 12-yard line, a gain of a, just about a yard for Marco Sabato, so not much doing there. It'll be third down coming up for the Panthers. And Ramsey trying to make a read on the outside, whether he's giving it to Sabato or he's moving, and it just happened so quick they weren't able to really capitalize on it. I mean, the Princeton defense uh, is really swarming to the football right now, so this is a big one. After that turnover for the offense, if Princeton can get a stop here, that, that, that's huge, but if the Panthers pick up a first down, I mean, that could be a little bit deflating. Third down and three. They spot the football at the 11-yard line. They're going to go three wide receivers off to the right side, including Hamilton. Ramsey, empty backfield. He's got Larkins to his right, and now going to run it. Ramsey gets to the 15, right around the 15-yard line, and that could be enough, Phil, for first down. They're going to mark it fourth. Oh, it's going to be right at about the 15. They needed to get to the 16. Yeah, they had three on the scoreboard. That was incorrect. They have not been able to keep up with the downs and distance very well on the scoreboard yeah so the panthers here you remember they you know we're we're gonna see the the rugby style kick so there's always that outside option i know in this area where you're out on the field you're a little close so you might not necessarily want to do that uh right here but let's see what the panthers do princeton just got to stay honest i mean it's only a yard so two watch the hard count and they set up with this fourth down and one hamilton will line up at about his one yard line looks to the right side and steps and it's going to be Turner and Turner is going to get across the 45 50 30 35 actually 25 rather and he gets down the sidelines and that will be first down Princeton's got good field position it was Bowers actually that got the the punt return so a good return and they're going to mark the football around let's see where they finally mark it they still have the, uh, they've got the 21-yard line on the scoreboard. So they'll mark it at the 21-yard line where Princeton will take over. 6.35 remaining in the opening quarter. There is no score. Both teams have had it 
once. Princeton had fumbled. Elder did not move the football, so now we're back here at the 21-yard line, setting up first and 10. One wide receiver left, one right, and now Lynn gives it up to set the middle, and it's a running back down to the 15-yard line. And Ari Turner on the carry for Princeton. Elder's defense is giving them way too much on first downs lately. They're letting them really make this second down very easy. Second down at four. They mark the football. Now setting up, and now it's going to give up the middle again. And again, inside the 10, the 5, and inside the end zone for the touchdown. 15-yard touchdown, Ari Turner. The Vikings get a touchdown. Moved the football, just went over to the right side of the line. They had guys moving on the backside in motion, so they brought some extra blockers and were able to were able to get up the field. Panthers just kind of hopped on for the ride. You know, one of the things that hasn't been great for Elder uh, against teams like Princeton and Fairfield, sometimes it's been their tackling, and that was one there. They made contact earlier, but not able to actually wrap up and bring anybody down. Correction, it was Boyd on the touchdown for Princeton. They'll set up the extra point. The kick is up with the right foot, and this one is good. So it's 6.29 to go in the opening quarter. It's Princeton 7 and Elder nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio network portions of tonight's elder game are sponsored by financial advisors adam schoster ted lucian and matthew smith of the lucian schoster smith team at morgan stanley in cincinnati offering wealth management planning for their clients elder grad adam schoster a certified financial planner practitioner with morgan stanley is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304 morgan stanley smith barney llc member sipc Welcome back to Dominic Bonavita Broadcast Booth on a Friday night. It's postseason week number two. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. We are at Pat Mancuso Field at Princeton High School. A 15-yard touchdown run by Boyd of Princeton, and they lead it 7 to nothing. 6.29 remaining here in the opening quarter. Both teams had it once before, and then Princeton on their second possession scored the touchdown. So the Panthers will set it up now, look to get something going. Here's the kickoff. And let's see, Sabato is going to take it around the 5, now to the 10. He gets across the 15 to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, and out of bounds around the 43-yard line. So Marco Sabato does a really good job of getting set up and getting the uh, extra return yardage. See where they'll finally mark it, Phil, but he kind of went out of bounds around the 40. Oh, they're going to mark it right around the... 47-yard line is where they had the football. Let's see. I think they're going to put it back at the 40, though. Referees are... They've got it on the 40-yard line for the scoreboard, but they haven't put the little beanbag up. And now they finally do at the 40. So they go in motion, setting up. They've got... Hamilton looks to throw. He throws it across to Neiman. It's complete to around the 47-yard line, but it looks like there's a flag down on the play. Yeah, we're going to get... They're going to call an eligible man downfield on the Panthers. Lyman just kind of got down the field a little bit too quick on that one. That was a, a quick hitter to Scotty Neiman on the side. And I think there was a little bit of a delay in the pass with Ben Hamilton because of the fact that he had a linebacker coming in his face. So he waited a second to throw that one out there. So, two, that's the other thing to return to Scotty Neiman this week. Uh, after being out last week, so Scotty Neiman's back out there, Andrew Harp. So you got some size uh, in the receiver core. First and 15, they'll mark it back to the 35-yard line, setting up 
Here's Hamilton, one wide receiver to the right side, now two to the left, rolling, rolling to his left side, throws it down the field, looking for Neiman. It is caught at the 25, down to the 22-yard line of Princeton, and Scotty Neiman went and got that one. Scotty Neiman went up, made a big play, got it, you know, uh, one of the things you like to see here is both both guys going for the football, you know, making a little ha- contact, a little hand play, which I think is great, you know, letting them kind of just make plays until the ball gets there, and then Scotty Neiman went up and, and made the catch there. Great job by the offensive line on that rollout, too, to give Ben Hamilton time, all the guys blocking so that he could roll to his left and just sit patiently and wait for that. 43 yards on the reception, four wide receivers to the right side. It's Ramsey at a quarter back he steps in now he's going to run it and he's going to be tackled right around the 27 yard line so a loss of a couple uh, on the play yeah nice job out there on the outside corner blitz just came in and was able to get to ramsey before he could get the line of scrimmage so princeton just attacking you know they see what elder does and they're trying to take that away from them and maybe force them to go to the air like they did on the last one uh, instead of just being able to run ramsey you know last week the stat line said ramsey 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 so your scouting report yeah. this week really his name's circled and highlighted harp is on the right side along with ramsey setting up and now one wide receiver to the left so Four wide, and now Hamilton rolls to his right. Throws it to Ramsey, completed the 25, 20, 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Drew Ramsey, 23 yards, and the Panthers are on the board. Great setup by the offensive line. I mean, they let the, the Princeton Vikings defense just pin their ears back and take off running, and Ramsey just got to the got to the spot in a hurry so Hamilton gave him the ball. The key was, you know, the middle of the field was wide open, but it closed quick. So Ramsey, instead of going between the hashes, went out towards the numbers, and Scotty Neiman got a good wall block out there for the Panthers to get the ball into the end zone. Miller will look to add the extra point. Wanstrott puts it down. The kick is up, and this one is good. So with 5.01 to go in quarter number one, we are all tied at seven. We'll take a break on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. And the Elder Panthers get on the board. It's Drew Ramsey, a 23-yard touchdown reception from Ben Hamilton. Uh, makes it uh, tied at seven, but a big 43-yarder to Scotty Neiman set that one up. Right, and the ability for the Panthers to go back to the air. Last week they struggled with it a little bit. Uh, and it's just with, with Neiman in there, not that the other guys, Harp and Neville and Sabato and Larkins, don't bring you that ability. It's just that Neiman. And again, when you're looking at this part of the season, he's the guy that teams are going to key in on, so just open some stuff up. And there's a short kick. It's going to be taken at the 35-yard line, and that's it. That's where they get it. So Princeton will start up right around the 35-yard line. We'll start off a first down. It's tied at 7 as we have just they ended the uh, first quarter of play there. They put 12 minutes on the board. What did they do? I think they just... kickoff received by number one, Ari Turner. They're changing it now. I was going to say, five minutes to go here in the first quarter. That scoreboard has been a little bit rough tonight. They yeah, set up. I, yeah. I didn't even look down at it, yeah. and all of a sudden, it, yeah. just after that little pop kick, trying to catch Princeton off yeah. guard, 
I didn't see enough commotion to think it was the end of the quarter. No, <laughs> it didn't seem to. Life. One wide receiver to the left side setting up, the, and they'll give up the middle of the running back again across the 44-yard line. And Turner gets the carry again, and he gets a good gain across around the 45-yard line as Flowers got the stop for the Panthers. Yeah, defensive line got to do a little bit of a better job of getting to the lineman first because right now they're trying to – they're not getting their first, then they're getting their separation and looking, and by the time they look, Princeton's passed the line of scrimmage. Second and one they set up now around the 40, and again, it's going to be Turner across the 45 to the 48-yard line. And that was Nicholas Paff. Uh, got the tackle for the Panthers. So they pick up the first down and move the ball. But going back to what I just said is Elders just the defensive line got to get off the ball a lot quicker so that they're not turning and trying to push by the time that they're already hitting the hole and pass. Lynn, quarterbacks, you got uh, man in motion. They give around the end. And setting up across the 45, and nothing doing to the 47 Larkins and Spinney on the tackle of number zero Foster. Now on the carry, that is how you string a play out. Elder just kept the Larkins got to his outside shoulder of his offense lineman, which you know you're an offense lineman, you know if the defense lineman gets your outside shoulder, you're not going to get be able to turn him. And that play just kept stringing, 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 and then when he cut back inside, Larkins ripped off and made the tackle. Second down and eight, ball spotted. At the 49-yard line, three wide receivers to the left side and two to the right. Lynn at quarterback, empty backfield for him. He steps back at his 42, now rolls to his left side. Spinney looks to get him, but he can't. The pass is complete to the 50, 45-40. Elder territory at the 35-yard line. A completion by, I believe it was Foster on the left side. We got, we're got. we going to get ineligible man downfield on Princeton on this one. So as Lynn started to scramble, and I think some of the linemen thought it was a run, you know, going to be a scramble at that point. They progressed down the field too far. So by the time the ball was caught, you know, the Panthers had an opportunity. Should have made that tackle right there. JT Miller is the first guy, but just a little over-pursuit. But either way, flag came down, so therefore this pass is going to walk it back. 3.36 remaining here in the opening quarter. We're tied at 7. The Panthers get a touchdown by Drew Ramsey at 23 yards. He has his five touchdowns in the postseason. Four on the ground, one in the air. Second down and eight. They're going to mark it. Back, oh, second and 13, rather. They put it up there. Two odd receivers to the left side, two to the right. Shotgun for Lynn. And now Lynn, bad snap again, and they're going to get a flag before. Cool. I'll tell you what, right now, if you're the center, you better be walking over and shaking the hand of that wide receiver who false started. I mean, he just saved you big time because that ball was rolling at the 25 and still rolling. I mean, that was going to be a big, big play. Instead, it's only going to be a five-yard walk back. So he he better better buy that guy some breakfast tomorrow or something. I don't know. The market's second and 18. It's at the 39-yard line. They move back. They set up with two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Lynn looks to throw another flag down. And a little pushing and shoving after, but a flag is down. It'll go against Princeton again. And Princeton keeps moving back. Portions of tonight's game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian-Schoester-Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, certified financial planner and practitioner with Morgan Stanley's currently scheduling wealth management consultations. Give them a call at 513-562-8300. 
250 to go. Opening quarter, second down and 23 now for the Vikings. Three wide receivers to the left and one to the right. Lynn looks to throw, steps up and throws. It's complete at the 41-yard line. And a reception by number seven, Rodney Harris, for the, the Vikings. Kayla Mitchell, Drew Ramsey out there makes a, makes a play for the Panthers as well uh, on that. Larkin's providing some pressure. This is what Princeton has to do, though. If they're going to have those penalties, they got to rebound. Short memory, short memory. Third down. They set up with three wide receivers to the left and one to the right side. It's third and 15. And now looking as Lynn going to run it. 45 gets a burst of speed. He's inside the elder territory at the 47-yard line. But he's going to be a bit short. Yeah, he's going to be short here. But the thing is, is, is the way I look at it, if I'm Princeton, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel pretty good here because of what you've been picking up uh, and being able to fall forward. This is this is very manageable for you, and they're going to go. Fourth down. They'll set up fourth and eight. They mark it at the 47. Three wide left and one wide right. Lynn, he has got Turner in the backfield to his right with a minute 38 as they look to set it up. Now getting ready. There's a snap. Lynn back at his 45. Looks to throw. It is complete inside the Elder 39-yard line. And reception by Foster for Princeton right around the 39 of Elder. I mean, three, three basic vertical plays get past the sticks. Three Elder defensive backs. Two, two got them covered right on the money. And the guy where the ball went to was about five yards back. I mean, that's an easy pickup. Three wide receivers to the right and one to the left. And they set up on this first and ten. The quarterback's going to keep it across the 40, down to the 35. Uh, around is where he got it before Nicholas Path got a stop. There with a minute 12 to go in the opening quarter, tied at seven. Man, that is, I mean, for the elder defense, I mean, that's just deflating. For the Princeton offense, that's great, but man, to give up that after you have them pinned back and so far, just to get, let them pick up that big fourth down there, uh, your defense just, they can't keep doing that to themselves. Three wide right and one wide left on this second down and seven. Setting up as Lynn throws, it's complete again right around the 28 yard line for Foster of the Elder Panthers uh, before Austin Wanstrop got the, the uh, tackle. At the, I mean, Princeton's running, you know, three, four, five guys out, and Elder's, Elder's defensive backs are, are kind of there in coverage, and, and they they got to come up and make a play. I mean, Coach Kern and the, and the defense guys are drawing us up, but they got to come up and make a play. They can't keep catching guys after they catch the football. There's the handoff, and that's going to be Turner, and he gets uh, right around the 26-yard line before Cammer made the tackle along with uh, Joey Stemmler and, and – uh, for the Panthers, uh, Jack Willenberg. Yeah, I think Nicholas Paff got in there too. And that's just, you know, when they run a the football, Elder's got to be lights out. It's got to be a stop, 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 stop. Force them to go to the air and let your guys get the pressure. The times they've done that, Larkins has almost got to the quarterback. Second and eight. They set up at the 26, and Lynn gets the high snap, throws it down the field, looking in the end zone. Incomplete, Bartley Thomas, but there's going to be a flag down yeah. in the end zone, and that'll be the final play of the first quarter. At the end of one quarter of play, it's the Vikings seven, the Elder Panthers seven. But we'll wait one second as they didn't officially end the quarter. Time has expired. See what they do here with the pass interference call. The flag is against the Panthers, pass interference. So Elder does get the pass interference, as we uh, said. 
And now trying to figure this out, Phil, is it the end of the quarter or not? Well, that's what I'm trying to make sure that we're talking. We're saying, okay, they're going to get one play. Yeah, they're going to get one play because you can't end the quarter on a defensive penalty. So an untimed down with a second down set up right here. They'll they'll set up with one wide receiver. It's first down, actually, to the right side. And now they give up the middle. And now looking inside the 10 to the 5, posted about the 2-yard line. And they're going to say a touchdown as Cameron got him around the... And Gaines gets the touchdown. Okay. Cameron wasn't making that tackle. No. Uh, I mean, it, you know, I don't have his numbers right here, but he was he was not. I mean, he, he's he's not going to bring down bring down their running back on that one. I mean, he was just going to, you know, try to make him slip up, lose the football. But Elder's defense right there, just I think mentally they were not prepared for that untimed down and kind of no. caught off guard. And they'll set up this extra point. It is up. And let's see. It is good. So we now officially have ended the first quarter of play with the score. It's the Vikings 14 and the Elder Panthers 7. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, Class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet. Proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center. Repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly expanded certified service center. From our Elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. And an interesting first quarter of play ends with an untimed down and a touchdown for Princeton. And it's 14-7 to as Princeton will kick off uh, the Panthers' eight, uh, excuse me, Princeton at eight first downs in the first quarter. So we'll set up here where the Panthers will get the re- reception. We'll get to that. In a second here, as we are Princeton High School, as they get they're waiting for television to get this uh, kickoff. No mobile app is required. Simply visit bikepatient.org and save to your home screen on your small smartphone device. So we'll get ready to start this second quarter of play with Princeton with a 14-7 lead. Now getting ready to kick this one off. From right to left, Princeton goes in the second quarter. And it looks like Sabato takes it at the 10. Now to the 15, to the 20, and he gets to the 25-yard line before he's tackled there. But decent return for Sabato, and the Panthers will get it. Down 14-7, to but an interesting end of the first quarter, though, Phil. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know if Elder, the guys on the field were mentally ready for that. Like, I don't know if they thought that it was only going to be an untimed down, so they're just going to take a knee. and go. I, I mean, it looked like, I mean, there was barely any pressure up front, 
and, and nothing. And, and the Panthers, I mean, Princeton was able to almost just walk right into the end zone. Uh, as of right now, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be on both teams' offenses to, to see which one blinks first. Three wide receivers for the Panthers to the left. Larkins now goes in motion. They've got one to the right and now setting up. It's going to be Ramsey. Ramsey inside the 25 to about the 27-yard line. A gain of just a couple, about three yards for the Panthers. Ron's Roost Restaurant and Pub in Westside Landmark for over 60 years, and they're proud to support elder football. Besides the city's best fried chicken, the Roost also features barbecued ribs, German sauerbraten, and burgers, wings, homemade Saratoga chips, coleslaw, and cream pies. That's Ron's Roost, Race Road in Bridgetown. Ron's Roost, it's clucking good. With 11.25 to go in the second quarter, it's 14-7. Princeton on top over Elder. Elder has a second down and seven. The ball spotted at the 27. Two wide receivers to the left side. Shotgun formation now looking as Hamilton rolls to his left and now throws it. It is complete to, I believe that's Neiman. Oh, no, that's Hart. Yeah. Harp right around the 35. Yeah, Andrew Harp's on the outside. Scotty Nemo's running a deeper route. I, I, don't, I run it out of 50. So given Hamilton those three options and he was able to see Andrew Harp on the outside, that's that roll rollout pass that they got last time with Scotty Nemo for 43. So they like what they see from that and the ability of the protection. Hamilton's still not a lot of pressure. So the Panther offense able to, to go ahead and pick up the first down. 11.06 to go in the second quarter. It's a first down and 10 for the Panthers at the 35-yard line. They go from left to right, two wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Now looking as Hamilton, looking to throw, stepping up in the pocket. He's got somebody from behind. He's going to be sacked back at the 31-yard line. So a loss of four for the Panthers uh, as no one was open. Yeah, just nothing downfield, and Ben Hamilton, I think he kind of ran, thought something was there, slowed down, and then that's when, you know, once you get past your linemen, it's a little bit easier for, you know, for those defensive linemen to kind of catch you from behind on that. So the Panthers going to suffer a loss here. Second downs, so it's not not uh, horrible because it's not third, but still, you know, Elder's offense just don't want to, we said, who's going to blink first? Second and 13, they mark one wide receiver to the left side and now three to the right. Hamilton, a quarterback, and they set up, and now they're going to get a timeout. So, yeah, Princeton's going to take a timeout. Well, Kelsey Chevrolet is your West Side's full-service Chevy dealership. Proud sponsor of Elder Sports on the radio, now at Kelsey Chevrolet. Lifetime powertrain protection. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet, Route 50 in Lawrenceburg, or KelseyChev.com. Looking at uh, some of the first-quarter numbers, Boyd had two touchdowns. For Princeton, he had three carries for 34 yards. Turner, seven for 29, and Lynn, three for 16. Lynn was five of five in the first quarter for 71 yards. So he did a good job. And now the Panthers had a little bit interesting first quarter. Let's see, Drew Ramsey uh, ran three times for seven yards. That's about a one for two. And Hamilton was two of two for 66 yards, including that touchdown to Drew Ramsey. Scotty Neiman had one reception for 43 yards, and Drew Ramsey with one for 23. That's been the elder uh, offense in the first quarter, as Princeton really dominated. Eight first downs to two in the first quarter. Second and 13 for the Panthers. They set up with one wide, the right three to the left, and setting up now. And now it's Sabato, the, the up back around the 35 yard line, a gain of about three, maybe four on that. It'll be third down coming up. Yeah, not really much going on that screen pass. The Princeton's coming. I mean, they, when they see that, they're coming hard. They're putting their ears back. 
but Elder's just not able to get something, get a, get their blocks downfield. Line's got to do a better job to get to the next guys so that Marco Sabato or Ramsey on those screens, no matter who it is, or Cooper Johnson, so they got some running room so they're not just trying to dodge those guys. Third down and nine for the Panthers. 9.48 to go, second quarter. Princeton 14-7 to seven lead. Two wide left, one wide right. Shotgun formation set up. Ramsey goes in motion now as a receiver. Hamilton looking to throw. The blitz comes. He throws it down the field. He's got Neiman open. It's inside the 35 to the 30. He's down to the 26-yard line. And a first down for the Elder Panthers into Princeton territory. Scotty Neiman, another big play for the Panthers. Big catch for Scotty Neiman. And one of the things that they Elder had going to their advantage was Princeton was really bringing the house on that one. So the line had to hold as much as they could so that Hamilton had enough time to throw a, a good strike downfield, but Neiman just got away from his back and able to pick up the big first down. So again, Scotty Neiman, another big play to move the Panthers down the field. That was 36 yards on the reception. Three wide right, one to the left side. It's going to be Ramsey. He's going to run it. He's going to try, but it's a block. 25, 20, out of bounds at the 19-yard line. So a gain of eight out of nothing for Drew Ramsey. I had to laugh at that. Drew Ramsey, he took the option to go ahead and run right. And then as soon as he turned right, he, he the defensive back right in his face. So he just went back the way that really I, I think the running back would have been going. And it turned out to be a huge lane. So the Panthers, a big gain on first down, seven-yard pickup. Uh, but really not what I think Drew thought he was going to have on that first handoff. Second down and three. The ball spotted around the 20-yard line as they give it with setting up with two wide receivers to the left side. They go in motion with Cooper Johnson. Ben Hamilton at quarterback. And now the give is to Cooper. Cooper inside the 15 to the 10. And he's out at around the 7-yard line for a good gain of about 13 yards for Cooper Johnson for the Panthers. Again, Cooper Johnson able to kind of hide behind his offensive line before he hits and, and gets moving. So he's able to find the lane and get the Panthers into first and goal. So gets it all the way down to the eight. So Elder, you know, again, like we said, the key is is you're going to have to answer the scores right now, and Elder's offense seems to be doing that. Two wide receivers to the right on this first and goal from the eight. They set up and now give again to Johnson. Johnson's going to get moving forward to around the five-yard line. A gain of three. It'll be second down and goal coming up for the Panthers with 7.56 to go here in the second quarter. 14-7, Princeton Vikings on top. So Elder's offense, you know, at second, second down, uh, and we're sitting at about the about the six-yard line as the ball has been moved up. So still plenty of room. They got the big guys up front. I mean, they should be able to get pushes that they need, and they got plenty of guys that can run it in. So let's see if the Panthers just continue to keep it on the ground or if they go to the air. Two wide left. It's Ramsey this time. He's going to take it inside the five, and he's getting closer, but he got to about the, the one-yard line. So it'll be third down and goal coming up for the Panthers. 7-15, the clock continues to run in the second quarter. 14-7 Princeton, but the Panthers are on the doorstep. It'll be third down and goal. The ball spotted at the one, almost the one-inch line, Phil. It looks pretty close. Yeah, let's see if I keep the ball on the, I think keep the ball on the ground here and, and rely on the horses up front. Two wide receivers left. They've got Larkins to the right side. Ramsey, now a Schlachter goes in motion along with Larkins, and now it's going to be Ramsey running behind those guys. Falls in. Did he get into the end zone? 
I think he did. I think he did, too. I think he I snuck think in. Snuck in. Yeah. No signal from no, anybody. No. The referees are really not sure. There you go. Yeah, finally a touchdown. Finally, the judge on the far side. What happened was is Ramsey just kind of he got to the pile and was falling backwards as he went left. He tried to cut back to the middle, and he fell, but he was able to push because it was only a yard away. So able to push off and fall right in. So Ramsey gets the touchdown. That is his second touchdown of the game. He had one earlier in the air. This time a one-yard touchdown run with 6.20 to go here in the second quarter. And setting up now, we'll look to add this extra point. Here comes the snap. Wanstrot to hold. The kick by Mueller is up, and it is good. So it's 6.20 to go in the second quarter. We are all tied at 14. We'll take a timeout on the Press Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last, it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. One Harvey and Phil Bengal from Princeton High School on a Friday night, week two of the postseason. It's been an exciting one so far. Both teams with 14 points. Boyd with two touchdowns for Princeton. And Ramsey, two touchdowns for the Elder Panthers. And Ramsey gets his on a 23-yard reception and also a one-yard touchdown run. So we're tied at 14, 6.20 to go. Mueller will look to kick this one off from left to right. And the kick is going to be a shorter one, taken around the 12-yard line to around the 20, 25. He's still with it. Across the 30-yard line to the 31-yard line as a good return on the play. I believe that was Bowers on the return. So he's done a pretty good job. So it's 6.13 to go. Pretty what you thought, Phil, going into this. This is kind of back and forth. Uh, Panthers get a stop here and there and tied at 14. Yeah, and, and Elder's going to have to capitalize on Princeton's mistakes. If they're going to get penalties, wild snaps, there's got to be once or twice where they try to hold them and, you know, really see if they can punish them on a fourth down and get it to kick back to them. So the Panthers really got to start buckling down on some of those. Setting up is Lynn now, looking three wide receivers left, two to the right, empty backfield as they go in motion. Still with the five wide. Lynn, the quarterback, stepping, looking to throw. He's back at his 21, looking, still with it, throws it down the field, and it's complete at the 41, but we've got a flag down right around the 35-yard line. Yeah, you're going to get an eligible man downfield. I mean, it's the longer it takes in the scrambling back there. The longer that this is going to be where these linemen are getting downfield. Coach Daniels on the sidelines for the for the Princeton Vikings. Mike Daniels is not happy about the call, uh, you know, because it was close. Yes. I want to say close, but at the same time, when one of your linemen, uh, <laughs> the ball's on 20 or the 31, uh, he was about at the uh, 35. So, yeah, it's a little yeah. that, Fair. So they'll mark it a second down right around the 31-yard line. Setting up now is Lynn looking to throw. Now complete across. It's complete right around the 39-yard line. Nice gain on the play. 
Man, that is, that's a generous spot, I'll tell you what. I mean, he, Flowers had him down at the 40, but they're going to mark him at the 41 for extra effort afterwards. I didn't think they're – I thought he was down, but I haven't seen a measurement happen yet this no. season, so I wouldn't expect one tonight. And he'll set it up at the 41. Setting up now is Lynn going to run it himself across the 40, and he gets to about the 43-yard line. Not much more than two yards on the play for Makai Lynn as – he gets it with 5.43 remaining here in quarter number two. We're all tied up at 14 in this postseason week number two. The winner gets the winner of St. X and Moeller. Chris Kammer ran him out of bounds on that last one. Three wide receivers to the right and one to the left side. Lynn steps back at his 35, looks to throw. Down the field, throws it. No, he's going to hold it and run it across the 45 to about the 47-yard line. Looked like he was raring back to throw that one. And decided to get around the 47. So we'll see this third down coming up for the Princeton Vikings. D-line's got to do a better job of continuing their pursuit. I think a couple of them were were past the quarterback, and they saw the quarterback kind of wind up for his first throw, and they they just stopped, stopped pursuing, and then all of a sudden the football moves. So you got to keep fighting the whole time, keep making your way to the quarterback. Third and three. They spotted at the 48, three wide right. And now looking, it's up the middle. It's going to be Turner, and Turner gets across the 50-yard line. That's Nicholas Paff makes a stop. Let's see where they mark this one. Yeah, it's right around the 50s, and that would, according to the where the ball was marked, that'd be short. It is. It is short. Yeah, they're going to mark it short. So they'll mark it at the at the 50. Fourth and one. Five ten to go. Three wide receivers to the right and one to the left. Lynn, he's got Turner in the backfield to his left side, setting up this fourth down and one play. Look into the sidelines for another play. Lynn continues to look. And now it looks like they're changing it up a little bit, but they still have four wide receivers. Lynn looks to run. Now he's going to roll to his right. He's got Nicholas Paff. Got his jersey and got him down at the 31-yard line. A loss of 19. What a play by by Nicholas Paff. Great job by the defense. They went ahead and they tried to hard count. They sat. They stayed disciplined. They kept showing like they were coming. And they took the snap and tried to run it off that on the left side of the line. And Elder did a good job of having it covered and strung out. But then guys had backside pursuit and protection. Nicholas Paff goes in and gets that jersey and gets the pull down. What a great job. That's what we talk about. Got to capitalize the Elder Panthers. So they not only do they get the ball, but they also, that's a huge loss. So they're able, instead of getting the ball at the 50, they're going to take the ball at the, at the 30, uh, yeah, 33. Yeah, they mark it uh, right around the 33-yard line. One wide receiver to the right side. Make that two. One to the left side. They got Cooper Johnson in the backfield. Ramsey now goes in motion. And the fake, and it's going to be Cooper. Cooper inside the 30, 25. And he's to the 22-yard line. A gain of about 10. So a first down for the Panthers. This is where Elders really got to get something here. Remember, they kicked off. So if they could get a score here at the st- at the, at the end, they get the ball back. We know that. But the big thing is, is take advantage of maybe the sales being a little bit deflated from Princeton on that last one. That's a bad, I mean, that's a big loss. That's, that's it big was, play. and you almost realize that Lynn did not expect to get caught from behind like no. that. A first and ten at the 21-yard line for the Panthers. Three wide left. Hamilton now to Cooper Johnson inside the 20 to the 15. He's still with it to the fumbles the football forward, and I think Princeton's going to have it at the at the nine-yard line. Let's see. Prince and the other guy jumped right at the same time. An official was Johnny on the spot. 
And it is. Princeton nope, football. Nope, nope. He just pointed to Elder. He did? Yeah, he just pointed to Elder. He, I, Dinah wouldn't want to be that official because he, yeah. he put his hand up and he pointed the wrong way. Oh. And then he said, no, 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 that's Elder Ball. I'm sorry I pointed the wrong direction. So Elder must have fallen on it. I couldn't see who it was because there's a little bit of a pile. But, I mean, it was a white and a red jersey hit it at the exact same time. The official was right there. So, you know, uh, but that uh, – Everybody in the everybody in the stands, everybody the referee. It looked like Princeton had the football, but Elder gets it first and goal at the nine. They've got Ramsey and a quarterback, two wide receivers to the right side, and now Ramsey's going to run it inside the ten. He's down to the five yard line, so a gain of four for the Panthers with 3.40 and counting to go here in the second quarter. Coming up at halftime, the Caldwell Banker Westshell halftime report with Mark Bengal, Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy. Going to give you all the latest scores around and see who is uh, with the St. X Moeller game coming up. That's the winner of this game, plays St. X or Moeller. Yeah, think about the implications of that uh, fumble recovery there had that been Princeton. I mean, that would been a huge, give them an opportunity, get the ball back after the big loss, but Elder, you know, doesn't lose it, so they might be able to capitalize this. Second and goal from the five. Two wide receivers to the right. Ramsey, quarterback. He's going to fake. Give it to Sabato. Sabato around in, and now gets into the end zone for the touchdown. There is a flag down in the end zone. Yeah, a couple of flags. I didn't see exactly what it was. So see what they're going to call here. Elder's staying close. It's on the field. It's a touchdown, but let's see. And now Neiman's pointing to the sidelines that it's a touchdown. Let's see what the referees finally say. We've had an interesting crew here tonight. So it's a face mask. Face mask on Princeton, So and they're going to go ahead and enforce that one. They just asked the side to be enforced on the kickoff. So Sabato gets a five-yard touchdown run for the Panthers, and now Elder has a 20-14 lead and looking to add this extra point to make it a seven-point game. They'll set up now with the extra point. Here comes the snap. Wanstrott to hold. The kick by Mueller is up, and it is good. So with 2.58 remaining in the second quarter, it's Elder 21 and Princeton 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal on a Friday night, the postseason week number two. It's been kind of an interesting one. The Panthers now have the lead 21 to 14, but that was that last drive was a little weird. It looked like uh, the fumble, the referee had pointed to Princeton, but then made the mistake and went back and it went, stayed with Elder. Cooper Johnson had fumbled it, but then uh, Sabato runs in for a touchdown and it wasn't, it was a, it was a uh, face mask and the face mask has been enforced on the kickoff. So Elder will kick off from the 45 yard line of Princeton. So Mueller will look to just hang this one into the end zone, I would imagine. And he just kind of kicks it on the ground. 
It's going to bounce, and it's going to bounce into the end zone. So that does the trick, 2.58 to go. But, Phil, a little interesting. Referee, I, I think, are having a little issues tonight. Well, I, th- I think that it's just, it's again, it's a big game, and it's it's not so much that they're having an issue. It's just that they're there's a lot going on in this game. I mean, both teams, you know, when you get to this point, and I know it doesn't seem like it's that late in the season, but, you know, both teams have guys on both sides of the ball that do a lot of things, but they also, it's, it's happening very quickly. So, you know, even some of the, the illegal men downfield, both on Elder and Princeton, you know, have happened, you know, incredibly fast. Bartley Thomas is going to have to come out of the game. He's got a got an equipment issue with his helmet, but, you know, I think the, the only real – the only real issue that we saw was just that missed signal, and I think that was just, you know, maybe forgot where which way he was facing on that. I, I mean, I think they're doing a, a very good job. Now, we haven't seen too many flags, though. First and ten, they'll set up a throw looking down the field. Lynn, and uh, they could have gotten a push-off on the, uh, down the field, but it's incomplete, they're going to say. Well, I and think Jackson looked like he pushed off. Well, there's going to be a, a flag here, and I think... I, are they going to they're they're call the pass player? interference on Elder, which is interesting because it looked like the other way around. That, I mean, that was I spoke too soon. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like Jackson clearly uh, pushed Cammer before the ball came. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know where the pass interference was on Elder. Now they're moving backwards. Well, it's 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 not a, it's, it's not from where the pass interference happens. It's just a spot of the ball. Yeah. It's a 15-yarder, so it's up to the 35. So it's a first and 10 at the 35 for Princeton. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Lynn setting up at his 30 to throw. And it is, it is. let's see, is it complete? Right we around. Big tip. Another flag. Big tip from uh, David Larkins up front. And then we got a flag on the close sideline by Princeton. The ball's over on the elder sideline. Uh, 244 remaining. 21-14 elder. And they're going to move it backwards. Yep, another ineligible man downfield. A lot of penalties by Princeton tonight, but it's 21-14. Elder with the lead. They'll move the football. Now back to the 30-yard line. And that... That's got to be something, you know. Okay, you got 2:44 to go. Let's get to halftime. When you get to halftime, talk talk to your lineman. And it's not something I know the Princeton coaches are kind of, you know, shaking their head at it. But I mean, he he's consistently a few yards down on almost all the pass plays. He's really getting close to pass where where he can be. So he's just got to do a better job. Four wide receivers. Now they go in motion, and now the give, and it's the quarterback's going to keep it across the 30. And he's out to the 34-yard line. Just trying to run a little option out there. Chris Cammer makes the tackle for the Panthers, comes up. So they get it back, almost back to the sticks uh, to make it uh, almost a second and ten on that. But, the you know, the Vikings right now, the, the clock's ticking to almost a two-minute mark at about 220 right here. Second down and 11. They set up with three wide receivers to the right side and one to the left. Lynn on the second down and 11. Backs up at his 25. Now looks to throw. It is complete. And around the 48 to the 50. And he gets to the 45 of Elder before Wanstrott makes the tackle. And that was uh, Foster with a catch. Not not, not, a, not an Elder Panther in, in the zip code, the area code. Uh, I'm not. I'm, 
The busted coverage there, I'm guessing. Great play by the Vikings. They, they turned into what was looking like a second and ten and to turn it into now flipping the field first down as the clock just keeps winding. A minute 50 to go, first quarter, first half rather. Two wide receivers make that three to the right. One to the left side, the throw to the left. It is incomplete. It was intended for Jackson. And uh, good job by Bartley Thomas breaking that one up. He just got there right at the right time. Is either going to be a breakup or a tackle immediately. But instead, it's going to you know stop the clock here with 141 to go. Princeton's got two timeouts. So, you know, they got the ability, if they can move the football, uh, to control this really to the end until they either turn it, turn it over to the Panthers. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Lynn on a second down and 10 from the 46. Stepping back, and now here comes the rush. Looking, and he's going to throw it, and it's going to be out of bounds. That was Elder just brought just brought everybody. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a delayed blitz, but that was the house. I mean, they were coming and running, and Lynn just kept backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up, and then threw the ball. Now, hopefully he learned from the last yeah, time. Don't, don't wait too long because Elder, Elder's a little bit quicker than you think. Nicholas Paff got you last time for 17-yard loss, and that one there, he threw it away at about the from the 40. You know, just careful with those. Third down and 10 with a minute 35 to go in the second. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Lynn at the Viking logo at right in the middle of the field. Now rolling. He's going to run it, and he's tackled by Drew Ramsey at the 49-yard line of Princeton. Ramsey does everything. Drew Ramsey gets the, gets the sack on that one. And now we're going to have a timeout taken by the Panthers here because this is obviously they're thinking that they're going to go ahead and punt this football. But, man, oh, Ramsey just busted through uh, again, just a, a late blitz and, and not able to – wasn't picked up and makes it. So big, big play by the Panthers there. And now I think Princeton's got to talk about it. But one of the things, body language and the way that Princeton's got to calm themselves down here. I mean, minute 28 to go, end of the quarter. I mean, you got to talk it up here and – we we got to just get to the locker room. Just get to the locker room here. Uh, be smart. Don't don't uh, get ahead of yourself or don't start you know panicking because Elder's got the ability. They've hit Scotty Neiman on 43 and 37 yards downfield. Uh, I mean, they could easily with with two timeouts in a minute 28. They get the ball here. They could hit some of those big plays if you're not mentally ready. So I mean that that should be their big talk right now. Is the body language coming off is is frustrated with the Princeton Vikings. Yeah, it's been one of those. How many players are going to have in their stat category 20 touchdowns, any way you can get them, right? He's got 20, and he's got a quarterback sack. <laughs> Doesn't usually play both ways. No, but, but so that's what makes it interesting. So we're, Luke Flyers is going to be back here. Looks like they're lining up the punt, but again, remember, we got to watch this because anything could go. Lynn can fly, and he's back at his 39 to punt it. Now Lynn looks, and he's going to kick it. It's going to be a short kick and bounce at the 30 and taken by Flowers at the 20-yard line, 25, and he's out to about the 27-yard line. So the Panthers with a minute 18 to go. They've got two timeouts left. Yeah, and I I mean, that's, you know, Walnut Hills. I was trying to remember the game. Walnut Hills game. The Panthers were in a similar situation here with time and being able to move the ball, but the Panthers were... 
they didn't execute their hurry up or two minute, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, very well. They're running a lot of stuff to the to the middle of the field, and Coach Ramsey, you know, afterwards you could see he was visibly upset. So I'm sure they've worked on it since then. So so look for the Panthers to maybe be hitting the sidelines. First and ten at the 28. They line up with three wide, and now it's Ramsey to throw. It is complete to Neiman at the 35 yard line. And he doesn't get out of bounds, so they're going to go quick here. A minute eight and counting as they quickly rush Hamilton to the line. He's got two wide left, two wide right. Shotgun. Hamilton gets it, steps back at his 27. Now looks to throw. Sabato completed the 40, 42-yard line. He's out of bounds. 55 seconds. So you had two guys on the sideline. You had, you had Neiman uh, Neiman up, up about 10 yards up and Sabato short. So you had both guys there. And then on the right side you had... Uh, Ramsey and Harp kind of doing the same thing. So you had that ability. But the Panthers stopped the ball, 55 seconds. First and 10 for the Panthers. As you mentioned, 55 seconds remaining. They lead it 21-14 to 14 over Princeton. Line up with two wide receivers to the left. And now two to the right. Setting up shotgun. It's Hamilton at his 35. Stepping back, looking down the field. He's got a man open. It's a little short. And he had Neiman open, but just a little short on the ball. Otherwise, that was a touchdown. It is. He threw that ball, and that ball just lost its velocity. That would have been a big one, but Princeton lucks out with that. That ball just hung in the air and dropped. Same time, too, Elder lucks out that it was an interception because Neiman was a little bit too far back to go make a play on the ball, but only five seconds run off here, so Elder's still in a good spot. Second down and ten for the Panthers. Fifty seconds to go in the half. Coming up at halftime, the Coal Banker Westshell halftime report. Second down and ten, and now looking as Hamilton to throw. It is complete. This time, Neiman gets it. 45, 40. He's down the sidelines. 30, and he's out of bounds at the Princeton 28-yard line. So a good gain again, Neiman. And now we're getting closer to the situation where if things don't work out, you know, Mueller... We're starting to get in his range. Yeah, and one of the things I like there is Neiman went to the sideline, but he didn't go out right away. He kind of kept walking and seeing what and Princeton just let him go. And they expected him to step out instead of forcing him out. So Elder able to get it to the 30, uh, still, still with their timeouts. So they didn't mark him at the 20. They marked him at the 30. Two wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Shotgun for Hamilton, stepping back at his 38. Looking, he's got the blitz coming, rolling to his right. Looking down the field, throws it, and it's intercepted at the 10 by Princeton to the 15, to the 20. Now rolling to the right, look out. Down to the 20. He's 25, the 30, looking 35, 40. We got a block in the back, I think it's coming back. Yeah, it's 45, coming back. 50, 45, still with it. Finally gets hit at the elder 40 yard line, but an interception by Princeton negates any kind of drive. Yeah, it's coming back there. And, I mean, that, that was not a great throw by Ben Hamilton. Kind of rolling back under pressure, throws across his body and trying to throw deep. And you can just see the second it left, it did not have the velocity uh, to get there. So, you know, that, that definitely brought down. Now, the disadvantage here for Princeton is you can get block in the back. And, I mean, it was one flag for for a, for a whole host of problems right there in the middle of the field this is princeton just hurting themselves on it so they're going to walk this one back so the panthers a tough break because they they had they you know it's one of those things where two throws right you have scotty yeah. neiman open and then that one he went a little bit short with as well so just a just a tough break to, to the first half but 
But if you're Princeton, you're happy because you kept the Panthers out of the end zone. It looked like they were going to be within striking distance. Either they were going to get points from kicking or they were going to go and then get the ball back. And that's going to make this a two-score football game. You know, so that would be a problem. Now, Princeton still's got timeouts. They, they might be able to, you know, uh, work work it here a little bit if they can, but it's only 14 seconds. They're going to need a big play on first down uh, to the sidelines and to, or take a quick timeout. And we say big play. I mean, we're, we're talking there after the mark-off here. We're going back to the 23. So this, this is going to have to be a big one on first down. And, and Elder's got uh, Scotty Neiman out on the field right now in the defensive back position and uh, Drew Ramsey uh, as well. They're back kind of as, as your safeties. Lynn on a first and 10. Ball on the 22. Looking to throw. He's got a good arm. Throws it down the field and is incomplete. It's out of bounds, but uh, that ball traveled about 50 yards in the air. Yeah, so, you, you know, trying to really get there. Like I said, they got to get a big strike down the field. So they're just lining up with five guys and just running five verticals. So J.T. Miller, Drew Ramsey, Bartley Thomas, Scotty Neiman, uh, Austin Wanstrott, and Chris Cameron are making up your, your defensive backfield right now. And on this one, Ramsey and Neiman are sitting at the 50. Seven seconds remaining. 21-14 Panthers. First and 10 for Princeton. They line up with five wide. They set up now, sit, now looking, and now it's going to be give to and a tackle back at the 20-yard line. Galen Mitchell on the tackle for the Panthers. And so they mark him down and right around the 20. That'll be the end of the first half of play with the score. The Panthers 21, the Vikings 14. Coming up at halftime, it's the guys. They'll give you the Caldwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Coding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hey, Panther fans, the doctors of the Westside Office of the Urology Group wish you a great season. If you find yourself standing in the restroom line too often, it can be the pits. But don't worry, doctors Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Westside Office are here for you. They can keep you in the pit instead of in line this season. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. 
proud to support elder football. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Dave Ramsey here. As a business owner, you don't have time to worry about your network. Fuller Information Technology, Cincinnati's IT department, can assess your network needs, stabilize any immediate issues, and manage your network. They've been helping businesses for over 20 years. So whether you have 50 employees or you're a one-person office, Fuller Information Technology can provide the IT support that you need. FullerInfotech.com. FullerInfotech.com. I'm Father Chet Artisheves of the Glen Mary Home Missioners, and thank you so much for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first-half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. And it's our turn here. Uh, we are back at uh, an undisclosed location here in the west side of town on a frigid evening here, a great football game. And, guys, uh, the Elder Panthers, uh, I think, are very happy with going ahead uh, uh, at, at the halftime here. But uh, unfortunate turnover at the end. I know Doug was wanting to get at least a three on the board because it's going to be a wild one in the second half. and. To have that turnover late in the, the, the second quarter, yeah, I think it's going to really gnaw at him. I really think you're right. And uh, what what I like about the first half of this game is very exciting, no doubt. It's up and down, up and down uh, the field. Uh, but I like the way the Elder Panthers came back when they when they uh, got down to early seven to nothing. So, uh, and and to add on to that, uh, you know, we thought Drew Ramsey did it all last week, which he did with four touchdowns, including a two point conversion. Uh, but now in the first half, uh, not only did he score both touchdowns, uh, but or two of the three, I should say, but uh, he also playing safety, and he ripped the ball out for a turnover in Elder's favor. So uh, it's it's pretty obvious that uh, Doug Ramsey is going to lean heavily on his son Drew uh, in this game uh, to secure a victory. All right. Uh, we're looking, looking at some of the uh, – Stats coming in, uh, getting some uh, sent to us. Uh, Neiman, five receptions for 125 yards in the first half. That's what was missing in the team last week, uh, yeah. and, and it, I think they're very happy to get it back. Oh, no doubt. And I mentioned in the pregame show, Mark and Steve, that I think Scotty Neiman is the go-to receiver on this team. And, uh, you know, 125 yards, like you said, if he stretches the field, and, and when you can have a, a guy that's, Six five six six that can stretch the field and has the uh, the great hands that he does, then that just opens up all your other options uh, for the other Panthers. One of those being the reverse down near the goal line for Marco uh, Sabato uh, with the one touchdown. So uh, having uh, Scotty Neiman back in this elder offense is very very important, very very key for the Panthers as they moving forward. Ben handled in uh, ten attempts, eight completions for 159 yards. Uh, with that one interception and one uh, one touchdown, so uh, uh, you know, pretty respectable uh, it, it was. numbers in the first half. It, it was, and we know that they're up and down the field, up and down the field. But uh, uh, 
when Elder held Princeton on, on fourth down, I think it was fourth and eight, and, and Princeton went for it, and Joey Stemler with the quarterback sack, you know, that was that was very needed, and that had to give the defense a shot in the arm that they so desperately needed at that time. And as we talked about it, Steve, I think that may have uh, – turn the field position to the Elder Panthers' favor a little bit. And and that kind of, you know, momentum plays a, a big part in games like this, and uh, Princeton had it going their way early, uh, and uh, they, they got it rolling, and then Elder kind of figured out how to kind of stem the tide, and um, like we talked about in the pregame show, Elder's been there before, and they, they kind of knew to, to bide their time, and, and now they're sitting in a good position with uh, – you know, seven-point lead at halftime, getting the ball first in the second half, and uh, you know, have the opportunity to to take that momentum with them. And we alluded to it, and I may have spoken about it, spoke about it in the pregame show, but it was so important for Elder to get the lead. And I think when Elder got the lead, you might be starting to see a little bit of frustration on the Princeton Vikings players. Uh, you know, after they're you know, going up for a pass and it's incomplete, or or things like this. So that's something that everybody should keep an eye on in the second half is if Elder can keep the pressure on the Vikings on defense and, and see how Princeton reacts to that from a frustration standpoint. Well, one thing I think is clear that the winner of this game is going to play the Bombers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go to the scoreboard with uh, our Steve Bangle. <laughs> we'll start with that score, Division Two, Region 4. St. X Bombers. It was seven to seven early, and then it was fourteen to seven St. X. Then it was twenty-eight to seven St. X. Then it was thirty-five to seven St. Wow. X. It's now forty-two to seven St. X at or near the half. So uh, St. X Bombers, the number three seed, holding sway over the number eleven seed Molar Crusaders at this point, pending some miracle. Um, sounds like there'll be a running clock in that second half. Sounds like it, it, whoever survives the Elder Princeton game will be traveling out to uh, the, the friendly confines uh, on North Bend Road for uh, the St. Xavier Bombers. Lakota West, 14, and uh, Lakota East, 6. And in Division One is the only division right now that uh, the, the, the seeds are not holding right now. We, we, you have uh, the number five uh, Seed Coleraine Cardinals over the Mason Comets right now, 14 to nothing, and you have the El- number seven Elder Panthers, 21, the number two seed Princeton Vikings, 14, so 21-14 at half, and then Lakota West and, and St. X are are the upper seeds, the the one seed and the three seed that are winning so far at halftime. Division two, Region eight, all the seeds are holding. Winton Woods, the number one seed. Uh, up 14 to nothing over Xenia. Edgewood wins in a forfeit over Troy. Uh, Troy had somebody with a cough or cold, uh, so they, they couldn't play. Kings 21, Talawanda uh, nothing. It was Turpin, it's Turpin 7, Withrow 6, so that one's close at or near the half. LaSalle looks like they're going to um, you know, hold over Little Miami. They're up now 21 to nothing at halftime. It's Piqua 21, Harrison nothing. Anderson 38, Tees Valley a big goose egg as well. Region three or Division three, Region twelve. It's New Richmond 20, uh, Goshen seven, Ross 21, uh, Monroe seven. Tippecanoe beats Mount Healthy to, or, or they're up two to nothing. I don't know if that's a forfeit score no. as, a, as a final or if it's they just have a safety. So Was Tyler two on that or not? I don't know if Tyler was in on that <laughs> tackle or not, but Tippecanoe got two. 
and uh, Mount Healthy uh, has nothing right now. Uh, Bishop Hartley big over Western Brown, 44 to seven. Division seven game: uh, Fayetteville Perry 19, New Miami 14, and Riverside 30, Lachlan nothing. Northern Kentucky scores neither. All district games this week, so we'll be breaking that down in the post game show because they're all playing within in their their districts this week. But it's Cooper over Boone County right now, 14 to nothing. And the uh, same score is Cub Cath over Highlands, 14 to nothing. And then Walton Verona over Shawnee, 7 to nothing. And the game we talked about in the pregame, uh, the, the, the East Central Ron Colley uh, game was knotted at, at 6 for a while. Ron Colley is out now 13 to 6. And this is the last week of the regular season in Indiana. Next week they, were, they have an all-in playoff system. So next week uh, be, uh, everybody will be in and, and – uh, most likely these two teams will be seeing each other down the road. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. Uh, you're listening to Coldwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report, and uh, we'll be back here right after this. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. I am Father Kyle Schnipple. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WP. FB Middletown and at SacredHeartRadio.com. And we are back. There's just about four minutes to go here till halftime, and the 21 to 14 Elder is up at the half. And uh, let's uh, talk quickly about the keys to the second half. Steve, why don't you do it for Princeton? Very simply, one word. Tom talked about uh, the, the the frustration level building on the Princeton Vikings, and you could see it as, as the game w- 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 was going on. Composure. Composure is the word. How they come out. At half, how they handle the first drive. Elder gets the ball first. They can get a defensive stop, kind of turn the momentum around, get things in their favor, get the swagger back. Uh, I, I think they'll be good if, if Elder goes down and scores. I think it, the composure is going to be just a, a very key piece to them holding it together through four quarters of this game. And for the Elder Panthers side, if Elder can score uh, and get up two scores uh, in the third quarter, uh, watch for. Uh, a key offensive players playing on defense. You saw that at the end of the half, um, a lot of the half for Drew Ramsey to safety position, but then uh, Scotty Neiman was back for prevent defenses and stuff like that. So you'll see more of that uh, trying to get players that are maybe on offense to help out with the defense and see, see more of that in the second half. Elder's defense is going to decide this game, win or lose. They, they, they step up, we, we go to, to St. X next week, if they don't, we go home. And it's clear that uh, Doug Ramsey knows that, and he is putting the best players on the field when he can uh, to uh, to get this yeah. in the win column because uh, there's no tomorrow if you don't pull this thing out. So that's all the time we have. Stay tuned for us following the game. We're going to have our post-game show, Prep Sports Radio Game Night. We'll get you caught up on all the scores around, hopefully a big elder win. 
We'll be uh, trying to stay as warm as we can. We're out here outside broadcasting from the party deck here on the west side of town, but we're going to send an undisclosed location. Yeah. And uh, keep on forgetting, Mom, if you're listening, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. That's all the time we have for the Coldwell Banker Westshire Report. Stay tuned for all the second half action with Phil and Lenny right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Coleraine and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Coleraine Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. I'm Father Dan Schmidmeyer, Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. And we are ready uh, to start the, well, getting ready to start the third quarter of play with the Panthers have a 21 to 14 lead over Princeton. Uh, they started out with Thomas Boyd, a 15 yard touchdown run in the first quarter. Drew Ramsey then had a 23 yard pass from Hamilton, uh, from, from Ben Hamilton, and that made it uh, 7-7. And Thomas Boyd then had a 13-yard touchdown run for Princeton, and that made it 14-7 Princeton. Then Drew Ramsey uh, countered with a one-yard touchdown run in the second quarter, and that tied it up at 14. Marco Sabato had a five-yard touchdown run to make it 21-14. In the first half, uh, Princeton had 11 first downs to nine of Elder. And the rushing yard, 67 for Elder in the first half. Princeton with four. A little low, uh, Phil Bengal, on the uh, Princeton side for rushing yards. Yeah, and really coming into this football game, you know, we knew that they had the ability to rush the football 1,400 yards coming in, but tonight just not getting a lot. They've been attacking the Panthers through the air, which has been working very well. Other, uh, looking at some stats here, the total yardage, Elder had uh, 224 yards, Princeton had 157, and uh, looking at the rushing for Elder, it was Cooper Johnson, four carries for 37 yards, Drew Ramsey, eight carries for 26, Sabato uh, had the uh, two for seven, including that uh, touchdown. On the passing side, Ben Hamilton at seven of nine with an interception, and a touchdown for 150 yards. Drew Ramsey was one of one for seven yards. And uh, Lynn, uh, Kai Lynn was uh, 7-11 uh, for 103 yards in the first half. So, uh, you know, this is one of those things that Elder gets the ball first in the third quarter. And that's, I think, going to dictate how this 
this second half is going to go, Phil. If the Elder can go down and score and go up two scores, it's going to be a different game for Princeton. Yeah, this is big for the Princeton defense. I know they talked about it in the locker room because they really need to make sure they get a stop and don't let Elder jump out to that two-score lead. And that would be what we talked about hard for Princeton because they might have to be playing catch-up, and that might not really bode to their style of trying to get the ball downfield because all it would take is just you know one one or one or two bat downs for the Panthers, and then you're in a in a third and long situation every single series. So it, it would not be wise of Princeton to, to put themselves in that spot. So look for them to attack Elder on defense uh, or on offense. I'm sorry. Look for them to attack them and put some pressure and really make Ben Hamilton have to throw. We've seen when he's been under pressure tonight, Princeton's been able to make him through one interception uh, and had the the one the pass that uh, fell pretty short. So if Ben Hamilton's back there, they might try to bring everybody and really put some pressure on them tonight. What I've noticed is uh, Coach Ramsey's pulling out all the stops tonight. He is not going to go home with not uh, pulling out all the stops. You could see it. This is, uh, you know, especially with uh, Drew Ramsey playing cornerback, uh, he actually had a sack in this game. So it's been uh, been an interesting first half. We'll see what the second half uh, entails as we get ready to start this second half. Tonight's game uh, is brought to you by Fuller Infotech. Business owners frustrated with your computer and network systems? Get help from the pros at Fuller Information Technology. Computer networks, phone systems. Contact 71 Elder Grad Tom Waltner at Fuller to get the help you need. Check them out on the web at fullerinfotech.com. And Elder is going to get the football first in the second half. They have the white jerseys with the white pants and the purple numbers and white helmet with the purple uh, across the helmet. Meanwhile, Princeton has got the red jerseys, all red pants with uh, gray and the gray numbers. Kind of a interesting char- charcoal gray, maybe? Is it? What, what would you call that gray, Phil? Uh, we'll, we'll go with charcoal. Yeah, That's why fine. not? It's good enough. <laughs> yeah, gray's gray. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting, though, know, you mentioned the thing about the numbers. That's something that the OHSA has addressed in uniforms because it's not for you and I. It's actually films. Yeah. They're just getting harder and harder to see numbers on films and football and basketball and soccer and, and everything like that. So they, they have stepped up in that, that department. We are underway in the second half and in the kickoff, and it's going to be Sabato. He has to get it at the five, and now he's going to have to go backwards, and he finally gets it to a little bit past the 10-yard line. But that kick uh, was misplayed, and now a break for the Princeton defense to start off because it's going to be Elder with the football around the 12-yard line to start off this second half of action. Yeah, and they're going to benefit really again from from pushing them back so they they'll mark it you know about the about the the 13 yard line here is where they put the official beanbag down finally once the the dust settles and the panthers have a big task against them because you know princeton that this this is a very important series for the princeton defense for the rest of this football game and they'll set up with two wide receivers off to the right side Hamilton shotgun now looks and gives it up to Cooper Johnson. Johnson's going to get nothing really to around the 12 or 13-yard line. So right back to the line of scrimmage, it'll be second down and 10 for the Panthers. So not a good start uh, for the Panthers to start this second half. No, good stop by the Princeton defense. Good push up front. They're able to pick up a yard, so they get a little bit further. You would have liked an easier second down. But Princeton coming out big on first down. 11.28 to go here in the third quarter. 21-14 Elder. They have a second down and nine from the 14. 
One wide receiver to the left. Now they've got two to the right. Now looking as Hamilton back to throw it as five. Throws it's complete to Ramsey, 20, 22-yard line. And he's going to be close to a first down. Yeah, I think he's going to be a little bit yeah. shy uh, where they're going to mark him. It's probably going to be about two yards shy. So it'll be third and short. Uh, and, again, Ben Hamilton had a lot of time there, a lot of time to throw. Uh, so what we talked about maybe they're saving that pressure for third downs or long, you know, bigger passing down situations. But Ben Hamilton able to sit in the pocket and make his reads. Third down and one. The ball spotted around the 21. Two wide receivers to the right side for Elder. They've got Drew Ramsey in at quarterback. Now the snap. Ramsey's going to run it. Across the 20, he gets to the 24, maybe even the 25-yard line, and that is a first down for the Panthers. So a big first down for Ramsey. They're able to pick it up, just running right up the gut, doing simple things. So, uh, And the other thing, Ben Hamilton, Drew Ramsey, both out there on the field right now. Uh, so we'll see what the call is if they go back to, with uh, Ben and, and maybe go to the air. Just keep this Princeton defense guessing would be key. Don't let them really just start pressuring you or keying in on one side. Just keep them moving. First and ten from the 24, two wide receivers left. And now Hamilton sets up, gives it to Cooper Johnson. Cooper gets across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. He's down the sidelines of 30, 25, and out of bounds at the Princeton 20-yard line. Cooper Johnson with a big run all the way for about 56 yards phil takes it over to the left side of the line good blocking out there and then and basically cooper's able to just kind of weave his way through he just very patient weaving his way and once he gets through and passed it into the open field that became a foot race had the ball on the left side so it was right on the sideline so even if something were to happen the ball's probably going to go out of bounds so cooper johnson very smart smart play big Big pickup for the Panthers, sticking it all the way down to the 21. And with 10.25 to go here in the third quarter. They'll set up with one wide receiver left and now two to the right. But let's see the referees waiting to get set up here. And now they do with a first down and 10 at the 20. Two wide receivers to the right side in Harp and Neiman. And now Larkins to the left side. They're still waiting for something, Phil. Finally, they're uh, going to get this playoff. So Hamilton sets it up. Larkins goes to the left side and now looking. And now the give to Ramsey around the end of the left. 20-15 to the 10. And he's out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. Another first down for the Panthers. Big box on the outside. Getting that end around. Getting Ramsey out there. But again, Princeton's just shuffling guys in and out. I think that last play really gassed some guys uh, when Cooper Johnson had his big game. So Elder just being able to push ahead. Now remember, last time Elder got into this territory, we had the the interception uh, to take place. So the Panthers need to be careful and make sure they protect that football. Neiman wide to the left side, one to the right side. Shotgun for Hamilton, the give to Cooper Johnson. Cooper gets inside to around the five-yard line. It'll be second down and goal coming up for the Panthers with 10-20 to go here in the third quarter. Panthers have a 21-14 lead. Well, actually, they're going to. This is Mark Len. This is this is actually second down uh, to get to the one. Uh, they the the one. It looks like they. Don't have it marked as a uh, as an and goal situation. Okay. They still got the marker out there. Yeah, they do. So they put it at the six yard line. So it's second down. 
They've got it right around the six, but setting up now. It's going to be Ramsey, and he's going to be tackled back at the 12-yard line. So it'll be third down coming up for the Panthers. So the first time they get Ramsey. Football season begins hot and humid, then finishes cold and frigid. Schmidt Heating and Cooling wants you to keep your family comfortable no matter what the weather. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They've been family-owned and operated since 1954. They'll give you the straight answers and help with what you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, a proud sponsor of Elder Football. Third down, they mark it. So the problem that they're having, Len, and you said it earlier, the problem is, is right now it's the play clock. So the play clock on the field is, is is having problems with when it's going in and getting reset, and that's what they keep looking at. It's, it has nothing to do. Princeton's making substitutions and running guys in and out. It's perfectly fine. The problem that they're having is is with, like I said, it's the play clock uh, on the field. So they got the actual clocks in the end zones. The referees are using it. So wouldn't be surprised if they continue to have this problem that the referees would just say, we're going to keep it on the field and we'll give you the five-second bump yeah. uh, so that they don't have to keep Because that's two possessions or two plays uh, in this series where they've had to stop momentum uh, for either team. You know, if Princeton just gets a big stop and they let Elder kind of regain themselves before it was Elder getting a big gain and they have to stop. So uh, look for that maybe to, to be turned off in a little bit. They'll mark it at the 11, and now it's a third down for Hamilton to the end zone. He looks to throw. It is incomplete. Intended for Neiman. And that was incomplete. So it's fourth down coming up for the Panthers. There's a lot of there's a big tie up there for, between both guys. But I think again, like I said, I'm fine with if you're going to let both guys tie each other up and you're just not going to let them make a play for a ball. Because I thought both players were were you know hand fighting till that got there. So no problem with that. I know is the offense. You really would love to see the flag thrown, but I thought both guys were there. So now we're going to get Elder going for three. It's about a 29 yard attempt. From the left hash, setting up with Mueller, Hamilton to hold. Mueller's kick has got the distance. It is up, and it is good. So with 9.29 remaining in the third quarter, it's Elder 24. And Princeton 14 will take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service. And with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengel on a Friday night here at Princeton High School, Pat Mancuso Field. And the Elder Panthers have a 24-14 lead over Princeton. A 29-yard field goal by Andrew Mueller is the Elder Panthers score after a 56-yard run by Cooper Johnson set it up. So the Panthers don't get what they probably had hoped and talked about in the locker room, which is six, but still they get points on the board. I think it's tough, and Mueller's kick is going to be taken inside the five. And they set up with Gaines, setting up the around the 20, and he's out to the 25-yard line. So they'll set up first and 10 for Princeton. It was Foster actually got the carry for Princeton on the – so the Panthers with a 24-14 lead, 9.22 to go in the third quarter. 
They get that 29-yard field goal by Mueller. The last two drives, uh, though, feel very important. The one before halftime ended in interception. And- and that one you were hoping to get set six on. Yeah, but you still, you know, you got it as a two-score game, so you're still comfortable in that regard. If your defense can get you a big stop here, I mean, that would make you even happier with only getting the three, giving you another opportunity. But Elder's defense is going up against this high-powered Princeton offense. First and 10 at the 26-yard line. The give is to Turner. Turner across the 25, 30, 35, 40. He's out of bounds at the 42-yard line. And a gain of 16 on first down for Ari Turner. Turner is not going to be brought down, but you diving at his legs. Uh, you know, I mean, big, big back. And you're going to have to square him up and wrap him up and let him bring other guys in to help you. And they'll mark it right around the 39-yard line, so that's where he stepped out. Setting up now is Turner. Turner across the 40, now to the 41-yard line. Willenberg on the tackle for the Panthers. Whole host of Panthers kind of get in on that one right up the middle. So it's going to be a, a second and, you know, about about eight or eight yards here. So the Panthers not giving up that big five-yard push that they had on previous downs or previous series, I should say. So right now we'll see you got an official's timeout. Uh, somebody lost a shoe uh, on that, so we could get a shoe put on, which always got to be fun in weather like this. I'm sure your fingers are working great so he's able to actually slips it right back on so the panthers really in the second down to be big to force princeton into a, a long third down and make them go to the air and not let them just keep running it up the gut second down and eight now setting up is lynn the throw it is complete setting up the 50 he's to the 45 yard line and jackson into elder territory at the 45 yard line so a first down for the Princeton Tigers. Yeah, Jackson coming in, you know, 347 yards on the season uh, coming into this football game. J.T. Miller brings him down on that one. One wide receiver to the right, one to the left side. Now Lynn is going to give it across to Turner. Turner gets it, uh, still with it to the 35, down to the 32-yard line of Elder. So a gain of about nine on maybe a little bit over. They're going to say... It's a first down. Arm tackles, just arm tackles. You are not going to bring Turner down. He's a big back with an arm tackle. You're just going to you're going to embarrass yourself. Actually, first and ten. They mark the football right around the 35, and now setting up is Turner again. Turner this time, Spinney and company, including Nicholas Paff, got him. Yeah, Nicholas Paff brings him down on the play. Um, so just you just got to make sure you know they're just really they're they're attacking the Panther defense. So here we go, second down. You got to stop on first, force them into a difficult third. Don't don't give this up here. So defensive backs got to come up and make a play. Don't let them catch and be three yards off and wait. Here's Lynn to throw back at his forty on the second down play, throwing into the end zone. Jackson touchdown, Princeton. 32-yard touchdown to Jackson, and you can hear the Princeton faithful. They're back in this one. And Bartley Thomas was in coverage for the Panthers, and he got all turned around and just didn't have a shot on that one on the outside. Bartley's got to have a short memory, though, and come back because you don't want to be the guy they start keying in on uh, on, the, on these plays. He had a good breakup earlier in the second quarter, but that one there, he just didn't have the opportunity to make a play. So the, Pan- so the Panthers give up a score, and, and Prince is going to just go ahead, gonna go ahead and kick this one, make it, make it a three-point game. 
looking to add the extra point. The kick is up, and this one is good. So it's 7.45 remaining in the third quarter. It's Elder 24, Princeton 21. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here on a Friday night at Pat Mancuso Field. Princeton High School, 745 left here in quarter number three. It's the Elder Panthers 24 and the Vikings 21 after a 32-yard touchdown pass from Lynn to Jackson. And that's where we are right now as Princeton's going to kick off from right to left to the Panthers. Now the Panthers, a nice longer drive here. They've got to keep their defense off the field. Yeah, it would be very key for the offense to, to put something together, let the defense talk about it on the sidelines after this kickoff, you know, what they what they need to do next series coming out because you know Princeton's going to get the ball again. Cole Walker kicks off. It's going to be taken by the Panthers and Flowers at the 20, 25, 30, 35, and he gets a spin to the 36-yard line. So a good return by Flowers, and the Panthers will have good field position to set up on this third quarter. So this is another big drive after Princeton holds you to a field goal, goes down and scores. Momentum is in their favor right now. So Elder cannot have a short drive, a three and out, and give Princeton the football back with all the momentum on their side. I mean, momentum's a big thing in the playoffs. And right now, Princeton, let's see what their defense does on this first play. You know, Elder might be able to catch them maybe downfield or on a draw. And right now, I mean, they're going to line up four out. 7.37 to play in the third. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 36-yard line. Setting up two wide to the left. They go in motion with Ramsey. The give is to Cooper Johnson. Cooper across the 40. He's out to the 46-yard line. A good gain of first down yardage. Another first down for the Panthers. It'll be for Cooper Johnson. He continues to move the football well. Yeah, just right, right up the middle, and you can see the frustration on the Princeton Vikings defense. The guys just couldn't get off their blocks. They're right there. I mean, that's the thing. Cooper runs in a lot of traffic. The, very rarely is this just a wide-open lane, and he's getting 10 yards easy, and someone's catching him. I mean, he's really working for it, so Princeton's defense can just see it. They're right there to make that play. Ramsey at quarterback this time. One wide left, two to the right. Now looking, and now Ramsey's going to keep it across the 40, and he gets to the 45, to the 47 yard line maybe 48 is where they'll probably give him two yards on that one and elder just keeps trying to, to move the football up front control the line of scrimmage and you know, try to wear princeton down up front uh and maybe to get them to key in on the run and that's when you pop one out out the neiman or harp clock continues to run with 642 remaining here in the third quarter panthers have a 24 21 lead they have the football second down and seven ball spotted right before the viking logo a 49 yarder three wide receivers to the right for the panthers one to the left side hamilton steps back at the 40 blitz but the pass complete to ramsey ramsey to the 45 got some room 40 35 out of bounds at the 34 yard line and a first down for the panthers great blocking great blocking by the panthers neville downfield 
did a good job of just staying in between his guy and Ramsey. Didn't really even have to put hands on him. Just kept kind of switching his body and moving. So Ramsey picks that outside line and gets out of bounds. And that's that screen. They've ran that a couple times tonight. Uh, it's probably about the third or fourth time they've done that, and they've been successful. Whippy got him out of bounds, and the Panthers have the first and ten at the 34. Neville and Neiman to the left. As wide receivers, Hamilton at quarterback steps back at his 40. The give to Ramsey. Ramsey looking to throw down the field. He had a man and is incomplete. He also had Neville deep, but that one went to the, uh, looked like to Neiman, but he also had Neville a little further back, but that was incomplete. Oh, I was checking to see if he was throwing it to Neville. You can tell the way he took it. I thought he was going to plant and toss that one to Neville, but maybe Neville just got on his horse a little too soon and was a little bit too far downfield for that throw. But he tried to throw a difficult one over the shoulder to Neiman. So Princeton got really lucky on that one. Because Elder would have that one right. I mean, that, that's six. So Princeton forces uh, second and ten here. Second and ten. The Panthers at the 34-yard line of Princeton. Two wide receivers to the left side. No one to the right side. Setting up is Ramsey. He's going to take it himself. Ramsey, he's going to get to close to the 30-yard line. Right around the 31 is where they'll probably mark it. It'll be three yards. It'll be third down and seven coming up for the Panthers. God, go back to that. I got good. Gosh, I go back to that last play. I mean, man, if, if they could have just got that. I mean, that, that's a big play. You, now you can't run it again. I mean, you you can't do it now because they're going to be ready for it or they're going to be looking for it, especially the coaches. Players might not be, but coaches. I mean, it's like, ah. Man, that was that was kind of like your one one big one, and that one looked like it was going to hit huge. Third and seven from the 21. From the 31, rather. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Hamilton looks to throw. Here comes the blitz. And he's going to be sacked back at the 38-yard line. A loss of seven. It'll be fourth down coming up for the Panthers. And just nothing downfield quick enough. And the Panthers, the, the pocket collapsed right on Hamilton. He just he didn't have an option. Hamilton didn't have anywhere to go, so they're going to mark that ball back at about the 30, about the 38. The Panthers uh, bringing out the guys to go ahead with the punt here. Uh, Drew Ramsey's going to be back now for the – Drew Ramsey's going to be back on the punt on this one. Yeah, Drew Ramsey will punt this one away. On this fourth and 14. And it's going to be Bowers back, I believe, at the 10. And now Ramsey looking. Ramsey still with it. Now he's going to kick it. And he's going to kick this one inside the 10. It's going to bounce at the 1. And it's recovered by... Look like Scotty Neiman is who's that? Larkins. Larkins. David Larkins. I was going to say down. All the way down there, he wouldn't be there. But a great play. And the Panthers... Go, that was interesting because Ramsey punted, waited till the last second to punt that one and got a great break. So the interesting thing is when you got Neville in there, at the, it's a long snapper. You know, you could always have him go out and run a route you know, and stay, stay uh, at that time he stayed home. They're looking up the sideline, but then Ramsey just gets a nice end over end off that rugby style that just low and gets placed just right for Larkins to, to really go after it and, and put it down. So now Elder's defense, so you can't give up something quick here. You got him, got him on the on the three yard line. They'll set it up at the three yard line. First down and ten. And now the give up the middle, and it's going to be a flag down on the play. No, uh, just got back to about uh, maybe the five yard line. And that's Boyd running a football there. So let's see what they're calling in here. If it might have been, might have been a face mask. 
Yeah, Boyd got the carry. Yep. Face mask. Yep. And it's just what he said. You got him on the three. You can't you can't give it up. And right away, first first play, Panthers give up. Uh, you let them walk it out to to the twelve. I mean, that's just that's just disappointing right there. 4.35 remaining here in quarter number three. Panthers have a 24-21 lead. One wide receiver to the right, one to the left side. Setting up now, looking, Lynn to throw. He's back at his five. He's got a lot of time. Rolls to his right, throws it down the field, looking. He's got double coverage, and there's going to be a flag down. It is incomplete. Cammer and JT Miller on the coverage, but the flag is back at the 39-yard line. You're going to get pass interference on the defense, and then Coach Ramsey Coach Ramsey's hot. Yeah, I would imagine so. That's, you know, going to move it again. They had it at their own three-yard line, and two penalties on the play. One face mask and one pass interference, and right away, Princeton has the football moved it down the field a little bit so they see where they finally they're not going to move it backwards a little bit to around the 25 yard line yeah so the 26 only moving from from the original you know the original line of scrimmage on that so they move it to 26 lend quarterback one wide receiver to the right one to the left side of this first and 10 actually credited to around the 27 yard line and now the give and nothing doing the panthers stack it up right around the 23 yard line Nicholas Pav's the first guy there to tie him up. Boyd just not able to get out. Boyd's had some success, really. And he's our guy that we're talking about. You can't arm tackle him. And, and Boyd there, just Pav got to him first, tied him up. So that's what you got to do. Get them first, tie him up, and then everybody else come in and finish the tackle. 3.55 to go in the third quarter. Panthers have a 24-21 lead. It's second down and 13 for the Princeton Vikings. One wide receiver to the right, three now to the left. They set up with Ari Turner in the backfield. The quarterback is Lynn. Lynn calling out the play now. Two and two. Now we got two wide right, two wide left. On this first, the second and 13. Setting up Lynn back at his 10. Now at his five. Looks to throw and incomplete. He throws it to the elder bench. That's grounding. Yep. No one in the vicinity except for Bartley Thomas. And that was the Panthers running everybody. And now I hope Elder's not getting a flag. Hope that's just a grounding flag they're throwing. Yeah, that is against the Vikings. So let's see if there's anything else. So we're going to move it backwards. You know, it's interesting. It's happened a couple times to Lynn tonight where he's been going backwards. Yeah, well, the reason I said that, I was hoping there was nothing else on the Panthers, was the the head official who was back there threw the flag right away, and then an official on the sideline threw his flag as well after... It had been a stay. You know, I was grounding. I saw. I was hoping there was an elder panther right there. I was hoping he didn't say something to the ref that all of a sudden turned into a 15 yarder. But no, that wasn't the case. So it is. It is grounding. So it's now we're third down and we are marching this thing back almost to where we started. Yeah, back at about the four yard line. Let's see, three yard line. They'll set up third and about. 20. They don't have it right on the scoreboard. So let's see. It's a looking Sabato in the end zone. Trying to get him. Almost had him in the end zone. Now it's going to be Linda running out at the bounds at the seven-yard line. But Sabato had him in the end zone. Sabato almost had that, that elusive safety. He went for him, and, and Lynn did a great job of, of keeping his legs high when he ran, so he's able to break that tackle. But Princeton had life that was breathed into the offense, and then Elder brings the pressure 
and they they did that a couple times against Fairfield. They had a lot of success where they brought everybody, and that caused the, the grounding, which then now forces Princeton into a punt. But Lynn, Lynn's the punter, so, again, yeah, you never know. Just keep your head on a swivel. Well, they line up with Flowers back at his around 42. Setting up now that looks to kick it, and he can't. He got it blocked into that's the end zone. That's a safety. Lynn could not get safety. the puck. And the Panthers will get it to safety anyway. So he is, I mean, they were either going to bring him down in the end zone and get a safety, but he tried to kick it out. And instead, but when he went to kick it, it did not get out of the end zone. It rolled inside the pylon and out. Almost got to the one, and but instead it, it was a safety. I don't know which one you'd rather take, though, because if the ball went out at the one, a Panther football, I mean, you're going to yeah. walk in for walk six. Walk in for six, exactly. So they, they break out, but that means Prince has got to kick the kick. So Elder's defense, huge, huge, huge. shoot right there, which looked like they had their backs against the wall because of those penalties, Len. Man, they just they got really lucky there. 26-21, 3-0-4 to go. We'll take a quick 30-second timeout and come right back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group knows just how much this season means to you and the team. We also know how much it means to have a doctor you trust with your health. The Urology Group has 37 physicians, including five right here in the west side. Also, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Mercy Hospital office. Learn more or schedule an appointment at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. An interesting turn of events. The Panthers get a safety because Lynn tried to punt it out of the end zone. Couldn't get it. It punted it into the end zone, and it was a safety. So, with that being said, 26-21. Panthers have the lead. 3:04 to go here in the third quarter. And it will be Princeton kicking it from the 20-yard line on this safety. After the safety, rather. So Sabato will line up at his 35 to return. What a what an up and down series that was. I mean, it's <laughs> a lot just, of penalties. You, yeah, you thought that it was going to be Princeton's day, and then all of a sudden it comes back to Elder. And the kick is a pretty good one. It's going to be Sabato at the 34, across the 40, 45. He's at pass midfield. He's to the 47-yard line of Princeton. So the Panthers get great field position. They have a five-point lead. Phil, this is one of those things where a seven would be nice. But even three, that still gets them to a point where you're up eight, which is you're up that one score, but uh, at least one score. I'll take three, but seven seven would would really put Princeton in a tough spot, but also not just on the scoreboard tough spot, but just emotionally a tough spot. You know, you had a great start to the third quarter, and you thought you were going to get something on the last drive, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Panthers capitalize. Set up now as Hamilton gives it to Cooper Johnson at the 40. He's at the 35, and he's into around the 31-yard line, a gain of 16 for Cooper Johnson, and he continues to be able to move the football, and they go with 252. It's Neiman left, one wide receiver right side. Now Hamilton gives to Johnson again. Johnson at the 30-yard line before he's taken down. So go back one play, I was had on a half football, able to get to the lane. Cooper Johnson just a breakout, and then they try to go quick uh, to see if they can maybe catch them moving back and not getting set as Princeton is moving a lot of guys in and out. But this time Elder does huddle up. Elder's in really not a lot of hurry here with 2.25 to go, third quarter. Panthers have a 26-21 lead. They have a first, second down and seven 
They spot it right around the 30-yard line. Neiman left side, Harp right side. Now they go with Hamilton rolling to his left. The throw to his left. Neiman complete at the 15-yard line and a first down for the Panthers with 207. Uh, so we got a we got a roll out there that that play that they love throwing that ball down to Neiman and then now we're going to get we're going to get two flags on Princeton here. One's going to be I think on a personal foul roughing uh I think it's a roughing penalty on, on Princeton, and then you're going to get one on the sideline over here um, on uh, on the coach coaching staff of Princeton. It's a big play for the Panthers. They haven't really signaled. Here you go. They finally. Now they're going to say that personal foul. That's roughing, and that's on Princeton. Penalty against the Vikings. Personal foul. And then the other one, as you mentioned, Phil, I think it's on the bench. Well, they gave him a sideline warning. Okay. So a sideline warning. That's fine. I mean, they gave a sideline warning. And, again, that's just because, uh, you know, Coach Daniels is getting out into the official on his sideline's ear uh, on those plays. And, and so, you know, you benefit there on the warning. Uh, you don't want to – you wouldn't want to get – got two, but the Panthers – get first and goal from the seven. They get the extra 10 yards to the seven. Two wide receivers to the right. They set up now with Hamilton at quarterback. He's got Cooper Johnson to his right. Cooper Johnson gets the handoff and not much doing there. He gets to close to maybe the six yard line. Princeton does a good job coming up and making a big play on it uh, before he can really get some some push. So very very short game. Very short game if any on that one. They're going to mark it at the six-yard line, so it'll be second down and goal from the six. 1.32 remaining here in the third quarter. Clock continues to run. Neiman left side, Harp right side. They go Ramsey in motion, and now looking to give to Cooper. Cooper inside the five, and now right around the four-yard line is where he's taken down with a minute 13 to go. Need a big play here on third down. I uh, need to either get you know get it right to the goal line, get the six. It, it, yes, like you said, getting three would still work. But man, if, if they could turn everything in this last series, getting the getting the safety, getting the ball back, turn it into another touchdown, uh, and that would just be big, big for the Panthers as we're under a minute left in the third quarter. Third down and goal. They spot it just outside, right around the four yard line. Three wide receivers to the right. Ramsey quarterback looking, going to run it inside the five spins, and he's still with it to about the four, maybe the three-yard line, but that is not going to do it. It'll be fourth down coming up, so decision time here. you got to get the three, I think. you got to kick the field goal. Just nothing on that one, nothing going on that one, and, yeah, they're going to run out and kick the field goal, and Coach Ramsey, you can see, kind of hung his head. He was hoping it would have got a bigger gain on that, but Princeton did a good job of of stacking the inside and making the stop and forcing it here. Elder's still going to benefit if they can put this one through. This is still a big play, but, man, you just really would have liked that. Watch trot to hold this kick. It is about a 20-yarder from here, and the kick for Mueller is up, and it is no good. No good, and that is the last play of the third quarter of play with the score. Elder, 26, and the Vikings, 21. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. I'm Father Tom McCarthy of St. Anne's Parish in Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. And the Panthers miss a field goal to end the third quarter of play. 20-yard field goal. Normally, Mueller is automatic. He kicked a 29-yarder earlier. Yeah, that one was right from the middle of the field, too. I mean, that's why it also that hurts. That, that should have been one. It just, just it was like an extra point. I mean, it was almost like an extra point there on that. The Panthers, you, you, disappointing. And, and you can see the Princeton sideline. Life was breathed back then. You know, they, they thought, it, here goes the elder. They're going to go down and score. Man, this is really going to be tough. And nope, now they're still in this game. I mean, it's still a five-point game. Princeton, they can get a they can get touchdown. They're going to go up. Yeah. I mean, they're going to go up and put elder in a tough spot. So we're waiting on TV right now, uh, you know, as we sit here and just looking at it. There have been a bunch of scores running in. Uh, one of them I do know is that elder and, or I'm sorry, St. X and Moeller is 45-7, to and it's a running clock. Coleraine is up 28 to seven over Mason right now. Uh, I believe the last I saw, Little Miami or LaSalle was up big on Little Miami, 42 to nothing, and Piqua 35 to nothing over Harrison. And there's your score update. We're starting the fourth quarter of play. 26-21 Panthers on top by five. Lynn setting up with a first and ten at the 20-yard line. Now the give to Turner. And Turner across the 20 to the 21-yard line. That run was by number three, Thomas Boyd. Tackled by number 15, Pass. Yeah, Boyd gets up the field there. And, I mean, he's been a guy that's been doing great things up the gut for them and really forcing the Panthers to tackle him as a group. At times when Boyd has gotten to the next level and it's just one guy, it's been very easy for him to shake him off. So they just got to keep doing their thing and bringing him down. But here goes Princeton again, spreading it out. Second down, they'll spot it at second and eight. It's Lynn to throw. He looks and is complete right around the 25 to the 26-yard line right in front of Spinney, who made the tackle. Panther defense, I mean, knows that they, we're in the fourth quarter here. I mean, stops are important, so this is a third and short. You know, this could be a big stop here. You wouldn't think Princeton would just concede and not go for it in the short yardage situation, but still you make them think. Third down, they'll mark it about three or four yards short of a first down. Now looking to throw. It is incomplete right around the 30-yard line. Pass was incomplete, intended for number zero. And it was uh, Foster uh, for for Princeton. It was Wanstrad who broke it up for the Panthers. So Princeton here, they're going to bring out their their punting unit. Uh, You know, they know they, they got plenty of time. You know, you don't want to take a chance and give Elder great field position. Short yardage situation. Lynn's still their punter. They've done everything rugby style. So same, same rules apply. But, you know, you got plenty of time. You know, Mike Daniels knows that uh, this is not a we have to score on this series. We can rely on our defense to get a stop. And you got to watch Lynn here back at his 15. This time he is going to kick it. It's a pretty good kick. And it's going to be short, though, right around the 50-yard line. 
and it'll go out of bounds. So the Panthers will have good field position as Flowers didn't have to return that one. And you got to capitalize here. Got to take this one. Your defense gets a great stop, uh, a big three and out, and now you can really flip the tables on Princeton and make them pay for that. Now, Princeton, though, to talking to their defense, this is a big series. Big series. Get the ball back for our offense. Don't let Elder go up. And really, this is this is a big one. See if they can get Elder to put the ball on the turf. First and ten for the Panthers. They'll have it at the 47-yard line, their own 47. They line up one wide to the right, three now to the left side. Hamilton rolling to his left. He does it, going to keep it across the 45, 50, 45, and he's into Princeton territory at the 43-yard line. So Ben Hamilton does a nice job, gets a first down. And the Panthers with the lead 26-21 with 10.34 to go here in the fourth. This is a big possession, Phil, as you mentioned, you know, just to really – Take some time off the clock, get some, get a score here. Uh, they missed that 20-yard field goal at the end of the third quarter. So uh, they did get the safety, though, which was an interesting uh, play there. But we've got two wide receivers, including Ramsey to the right side. Cooper Johnson in the backfield. Ben Hamilton steps back at the Viking logo. Now gives it to Cooper. Cooper inside the 40, and he's out to the 38-yard line where he's taken down there after a gain of five for Cooper Johnson. And looking at Cooper Johnson, uh, no numbers through there as far as, uh, oh, yeah, Cooper Johnson, I got it here. He had 12 carries, 126 yards, including that 54-yard run uh, to set up that field goal earlier. And Cooper keeps doing his, his work. Like we said, it's all in traffic. I mean, yeah, he gets a couple and he breaks out, but, I mean, he just has to dance through traffic and, and kind of move in there with the trees. Second down and six. The ball spotted right around the 39. And now they give to Ramsey on the right. Ramsey, 35. He's got the 30. And still with a 25. And down to the 22-yard line of Princeton after a gain of 17 for Drew Ramsey. Great blocking downfield. Cooper Johnson, David David Larkins, uh, Evan James getting down there, just really getting ahead of it. You know, that one just a little bit of a delay and getting, getting Ramsey out. And he gets to go out and just make... A big play, but the Panthers now back, you know, back within striking distance. And so Princeton's defense, they've come up big last couple series. Let's see if they can do it again. First and 10, they spot it right around the 22-yard line. And now it's Hamilton going to have to keep it as a bad snap, but he gets a pretty good run inside the 20 to about the 16-yard line. A gain of six, not your orthodox play, but you'll take six yards on it. Yeah, that, that snap, it hit his hands and it bounced straight up in the air. I mean, it, it looked like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, here's ball on a turf, but he's able to stick with it and turns it into actually a five-yard gain. So, I mean, that, that's big. Now, Princeton's defense, though, has come up. They, they had an interception in a position like this in the first half. So if the elder goes to the air, look for them to really try to jump some routes. Second down and six. They mark it uh, right around the 20-yard line, 19, and setting up. And it's uh, Cooper Johnson with not much doing there. On that one. Yeah, not able to get ahead. Uh, you're on the outside. I mean, as you're not blocking those those blitzing ends, as you, you're not going to kick out because you're running up the gut. But if, if they time it just right, they're going to be able to come down the line of scrimmage very fast and make that play for loss. So Princeton does a good job bringing a guy off the right side of the elder line who was uncovered to, to come down and make that play behind the line of scrimmage. So uh, a big third down here. And after the missed field goal, I think Elder, you know, this is this is third and fourth down. You know, we're going for it for two. 
And it's Hamilton at quarterback on this third down and right around the 19-yard line, 18-yard line. It's Hamilton throwing in the left corner of the end zone. Double teamed is Neiman, and it's incomplete. Uh, no, it is incomplete. No interception there. Scotty Neiman was double teamed in the left corner of the yeah. end zone. Double teamed and a lot of contact. They did a good job of putting that ball out. Uh, still had a little bit of a chance there possibly for an interception. But I I, I think the way Elder's going for like I just said before, I mean, they're going to use two downs to pick this up. I, I don't think you're going you're, you're gonna to be kicking this one from this distance. So you're going to go ahead and take your shot because even if you don't get it, you give them uh, you pin them up, and actually we're going to have a Princeton player uh, injured on the field. I think it probably just a cramp uh, the way he went down after the play. Holding Realtor is proud to bring you elder football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, call one of these elder grads and Holding team members. Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Holding, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Holding Realtor for all your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at Holding, H-O-E-T-I-N-G. Dot com. 7.47 remaining here in quarter number four. The Elder Panthers have a 26-21 lead, Phil. And this is uh, one of those things where you got a fourth down and six. They've got it at the 18-yard line. It would be a 35-yard attempt. So they're deciding to just probably just go for it, as you mentioned, because the, they just missed a 20-yarder earlier. Yeah. And if you go for it and you don't get it, I mean, Princeton's getting the ball inside the 20, so they're, they're still going to have to, to drive 80-plus yards uh, to, to make some noise. And I think Elder, though, with their offense, maybe, you, you know, you got your timeouts, maybe come out, maybe hard count it and, and take a timeout possibly. But at the same time, I mean, the Panthers uh, might have something we saw earlier. They obviously tried to run the, the – uh, the pass with Ramsey on the on the sweep on the outside, so maybe try something else or uh, go back to that wa- that little screen that's been working too. One thing you have to watch for too: you got Neiman on one side, but you have Harp on the left side here. And if Neiman does get doubled, Harp might be open on the left side. So you got three wide, make it five wide now. Now looking Hamilton, looking to throw, throws it to Ramsey. It's complete inside the fifteen, oh. and he gets uh, to the ten. Let's see. Well, let's see if he was where they mark it. They might be marking it almost right at the spot. They ran that screen that we talked about, and it looks like they're going to... Still no signal. They're going to move the chains. First down for the Panthers, I believe. Yeah, they already moved the chains, so it's not like you can go back and measure it. Wow, big play. That's a big play. Ramsey got tripped up. He wasn't able to get the actual, you know, alleyway that he had wanted before, and this time he, he still was able to... Still able to get there, so fresh set. We've got four wide receivers, two on each side, looking Hamilton to throw, looking in the end zone, and he overthrows this one, and it is picked off in the end zone. Princeton will take it out inside to the 15 to the 20. And I think he might have stepped out earlier than that. And I think they're going to mark him right around right at the 15, 15, 15 yard line, but an interception. And he was double teamed again in that, that corner of the end zone. That's a huge play for Princeton to get that back. Yeah, and I'm not sure what that what was going on. I mean, that ball looked like it left early. Uh, I, I don't know if the receiver wasn't running the right route. I mean, it just by the time he turned around, I think it was Neiman, by the time he turned around to, to do anything, there was nothing other than that ball's going over my head, and they had a guy there. So the Panthers, they pick up the first down, and then they immediately give the ball right over to Princeton. So, 
Oh, what a missed opportunity there. Now now you got to rely on your defense to get another big stop. 7.08 to go here in the fourth quarter. First and 10, they'll mark it at the 12-yard line. Lynn looking to throw. He's got a good arm, throws it down the field. It is complete to the elder territory at the 45-yard line, and that was Foster for Princeton on the big reception. J.T. Miller and Austin Wanstrott in coverage, and neither guy was really with him. He just got into a gap and got ahead. Uh, almost uh, the uh, the times when you see it in baseball where the ball drops between two guys who say, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then, so that, that just missed coverage there by the Panthers. What a great job by Princeton, though, to attack. Come out after you get the interception and attack down the field and get them going and get Elder's defense on their heels. 6.57 to go. First and 10 at the 45-yard line for Princeton. Lynn gives it across to Turner. Turner to the, about the 41-yard line and not much more. Now, Phil, on this game, you're going to look back. There is so many chances the Panthers have had to put this game away. Yeah. Uh, they've had so many. Uh, they've had the missed field goal. They've had the, you know, before the half, they had the interception. Uh, now another interception in the end zone. Two wide receivers to the left, three to the right. Now they're going to go two, make that three to the left and two to the right. The second down and seven. They spot it at the 41-yard line. They go in motion with Foster. The pitch to Foster to the left. Foster looking to throw down the field. He's got a man open, but it is is caught right around the 15 to the 10. The five, and he's out of bounds at the five-yard line before a big play. On that one, and you know, it was interesting. It almost looked like it was going to be too short, and it was going to be picked off. If it was picked off, that would have saved the day. You can't fall for that in the defensive yeah. back. The whole stadium knew it was a halfback pass. And there's a bad snap, but the Panthers, I think, jumped. They lined up in the neutral zone. Man, I'm going to go back to that one for, for man. You, you, yeah. you see the read coming out, and the running back is coming to a stop on the numbers. Why is a defensive back do you run up from 20 yards deep like you're going to make a play? I mean, that is just a missed opportunity right there. I mean, it's just you keep going to the defense, and, and I mean, I know, but, man, that just that hurts. That hurts. First down and goal. They spot right around the 10-yard line. Two wide, make that three to the right. And now now the quarterback's going to keep it inside the 10. And he's going to get to about the seven-yard line before he's taken down by a host of Elder Panther with 5.40 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Elder leads it 26-21. Princeton on that big play. They've moved all the way from their around their 12-yard line, Phil. Or, no, the uh, 18, I think it was. Yeah, so, you know, on a, one, I mean, if you're defensive back, you're J.T. Miller, you know, you, you get, a, get a play like that, you, you, you know you you know you know screwed up, but, hey, get it back now. So they throw to you again, you're going to get a stop. Second down and goal, and they stop him uh, on, a, on a fumble. And do the Elder Panthers the have ball. it? Elder does have it. The Panthers have the football on the fumble. They put the ball on the turf, just trying to run up the gut. And that, another huge play. With 5.02 remaining. Now what are they saying, Phil? Are they... They gave the football to the Panthers. No, I think they're... They're talking to him about something with the scoreboard. I didn't okay. see it. No, nothing's happening with the ball, but they're just trying to figure out, I think, something with the... 
with the scoreboard. So, man, Elder, Elder gets lucky there and, and gets the ball. They, they make a great tackle up front, and then the ball gets popped loose. And so the Panthers... Yeah, this is one of those where you have to get at least decent yardage, and even if you have to punt, make them go a long way, right? Right, exactly. With 5.08 to go. And Princeton's got their timeouts, so if they need to use them to, to make sure they get the football back, if they can get some stops at some point, they'll be able to do that. Elder at their own four-yard line, setting up now. It's Ramsey. Ramsey's going to take it across the five to around the nine-yard line, maybe the ten. Number 12. So Ramsey gets the carry with 4.55 remaining here in quarter number four. Panthers lead 26-21. A winner, the winner here goes and plays St. X as they're beating up on Moeller tonight. Clock continues to run with 4.40 remaining. Panthers from right to left, they go. Ball's on the 10-yard line, a second down and six for the Panthers. Ramsey setting up. Oh, it's, now, look, it was Hamilton, actually. It's Cooper Johnson across the 10 to the 11-yard line. So good stop by Princeton. You know, first down, the Elder picked up a little bit to get out, but then there, now you're putting Elder in a third-down situation. That's what you want to put Elder in that spot to where they're going to have to punch you the football back. You know, Len, you said you want to get, get at least move the ball and. Princeton defense doing a great job here. This is this is really where you go back. You, you look at that that field goal and you think yeah. you feel a lot better. Yeah, up, if, if up this not twenty nine to twenty one right yeah, now. Up eight would have been better than a five point game. Three wide right, one left. Setting up a shotgun here on a third down and five is Ramsey. Ramsey runs it and spins away. 15 to the 20, and he gets the first down across the 21 to the 22-yard line. Big spin move by Drew Ramsey to get away because he was stopped cold in the backfield. He may only be six foot one, 200 pounds, but you got to wrap him up like, like he's 240. I mean, he was able to just get a nice spin there and break away the entire Princeton sideline. Uh, everybody, and even me, I thought, oh, man, that, that that's they're punting the football here. And there he came out of the spin uh, and picked it up. So the Panthers, life life is back for him here. But, again, Princeton's defense has done so, got some turnovers so far in this game. 3.20 to go in the fourth quarter. 26-21 lead on a first and 10. Hamilton gives it to Cooper Johnson across the 20. 25 to the 28-yard line. A game of about eight on the play for Cooper Johnson. And the Panthers, with the clock continued to run, with 3.05 remaining here in this fourth quarter. 26-21. Panthers have the lead. The winner will play St. X next week. So it's a second down. They spot the football right around the 27-yard line. And it's a second and four. The give to Cooper. Cooper crossed the 28 to the 30-yard line. Going to be a little short of the first down, I believe. Number 32, Johnson. It's a, Princeton's going to yeah. take a timeout here. And La Rosa's makes it easy to order your favorite pizza on your smartphone or tablet. Go to LaRosa's.com to order online or download our mobile app at LaRosa's.com. 234 remaining in this one. And the Panthers have a 26-21 lead. They have a third down and are about four coming up at the 27th film. No, it's about it's actually about a third third and uh third and one. Oh sorry. They have third and four up on the yeah, scoreboard. Third and one here. So the Panthers have been doing well 
picking up this short yardage. You know, if you're if you're Princeton, I mean, you obviously you really you got You want to get a stop here and for, force a fourth down, but at the same time, you don't want to be so invested in getting up field that you end up giving up a bigger play. So you still got to play within your means and do what what you you're supposed to do. You know, don't give up an even bigger play because you're trying to make a, a big gain or trying to punch a football out. Right now, it's really about you know doing what you're supposed to, and it could turn into a big play. But if you do a little too much, uh, you know, for Princeton, it could could blow up in their face. So hopefully, like we saw in the last one, they thought they had Ramsey wrapped up, and boom, he rolls out and picks it up. So Elder's going to come out here, two sp- just two spread out. So you got to think they're probably running something. The Schlachter comes out, so definitely is an extra blocking back. Two wide receivers to the right side on this third down and one and a half, and it's Ramsey. Ramsey's going to get it across the 35, and a first down. Move the chains with 2.28 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Panthers with a five-point lead, and they still have the football. Ramsey's led on that play. Schlachter got to the line first, Cooper Johnson second, and then Joe Folzenlogan, 6'3", 240-pound senior on the offensive line. Then he came on the other one and came rolling through. As the clock starts again, and it's 2.20 and counting, the Panthers have the lead. First down and 10 at the 35-yard line. Set up with two wide receivers to the left side. Now looking. It's going to be Ramsey to run it, and he's tackled immediately right around the 32-yard line with 2.04 remaining. And Princeton takes another timeout here to stop the clock. So they are down to one timeout remaining. With 2.04 remaining, call a banker West Shell. Two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a, a home. And they're proud to continue servicing the West Side and their support of elder football. Call a banker West Shell, 922-9400 to visit them at cbws.com. Now, Phil, 2.04 left. You're going to have a second down coming up, and, you know, this is the type of thing where another first down and you're looking good. Yeah, you're looking pretty comfortable. But if you're the Princeton defense, I mean, you're looking for something here. You know, they've had five defensive touchdowns this year. I'm not saying, you know, they're, they're thinking, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll change the pace of the game and score. But it's happened before for them where, they, where they've had had some big pickups. So let's see if Princeton on that first down there played some inspired football, brought guys to the line, made a big play. And now we're looking at second down. And Princeton knows, the defense knows they got to get this stop because the offense, they only have one timeout. They have one timeout left, so if they let the Panthers move the ball, continue to pick it up, they're going to leave less and less time. So it's really times of the essence for this defense. Now it's time to make a big play. Set up here with the second down, and they set up three wide receivers to the left side. Now they go with Larkin to the right side. Now looking, it's going to be Sabato to the right. Sabato runs at 35 to the 40. He's out to the 44-yard line and a first down for the Panthers. What a great, what a great call. Timeout Princeton, but what a great call by Elder on offense. They saw that Princeton was just crowding the line. They brought their linebackers up. They got guys up, and they're just going to come up, try to stop you up the gut. So we're going to bring Sabato around the end and then let him just go to work and and make this a third and short situation.
That's just great for the Panthers. What a great, great strategic call by the offense. I was wondering when they were going to use that. I was thinking maybe they would have done that, you know, where they had a chance with a fourth down and eight earlier, but they went with Ramsey. But that's, a, that's as you mentioned, Phil, just a great play with a minute 53. And now to keep the ball, again, only up five. So this game is far from over. And no timeouts for Princeton. So if Princeton does... Stop Elder here. Elder would have the option if they if it's a run. I would think Elder's going to keep the ball on the on you know run the football. If they stop them, Elder can wait out the play clock, let the clock run down. We're at a minute fifty three. Take their timeout, then punt the football. Assuming they they get great coverage on it, then Princeton's going to have probably about you know a minute fifteen or so to work down the field with no timeouts. Uh, and that could prove to be difficult if the Panthers, again, like we said, are forced to punt. But if Elder can pick this one up, this ball game's over. Third down. They'll mark it about third and one at the 43. Third down. Setting up is Ramsey. Ramsey's going to get it inside at the, the 45. we got a flag down. There's a flag on the play. There's a flag on the play. Erica holding on the Panthers. And that's going to come back now. It was interesting in the spot of the Sabato one. It looked like he had the first down before, Phil. Yeah, and well, on that one too. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the hold, it was uh, in a in a pile of guys. Always great, great eyesight there on that one. Uh, a pile of guys just moving through, and the flag came flying in. Um, so Elder's going to have to go back to the drawing board on this one here as they as they move this one back. So now we're looking at instead of it being a third and third and one and a half, now it's a third and eleven. Third down and eleven. So they'll spot it at the thirty-eight yard line. Let's see where they finally put it. The Panthers. What I don't understand is I thought Sabato had a first down earlier on that run. Uh, it just. They're still talking about the, where the, the spot is. But a minute 49 remain, and now we get a timeout. Interesting. Wait, what's going on with the clock here? The clock is running. The play clock. Yeah. The clock after the penalty, I think the clock should have. Uh, they just ran a clock down to 140. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I know the scoreboard has been having all kinds of Coach problems. Coach Ramsey tonight. was waiting to call that timeout after they put the play back in. They never rolled the clock. He was waiting for it to roll down. Then once they took the timeout, the the clock up there started, and I don't think there's an official on the field. There you go. Now they got it back to 149. I don't think it should it should have been running. So I, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, taking it back on that one. So the Panthers here, third and 11, Len. I mean, I think, you know, you got to – you're probably going to keep the ball. You're not going to want to throw the football and get an interception and allow them to, to get their one of their defensive touchdowns. We've seen them get their runbacks. Right. I think maybe you, you try you try one of your end of rounds and, and see what you can get and then wait the clock out because Princeton doesn't have any more timeouts and you can wait and use another one of yours – to then run some more clock before you do it to punt the football. So third and 11. They'll spot it at the 33-yard line. Setting up with two wide receivers. Three to the left side. Looking is Ramsey. Ramsey's going to run it. Ramsey's across the 40. He's to the 45, to the 47-yard line. And that should be enough, Phil. That's it. It's a first down. That's it. Panthers. 
Yep. Ramsey, Ramsey does it just again. took off. He, he faked like he was running to his left and then saw something to his right and then took it and just found a lane and just went running through. I mean, that, that was just a great play. Very, uh, he, was, he was determined to get there uh, and pick that one up. So that clock's going to just run, and the Panthers are going to be able to kneel this one out. And looks like they're going to be moving on next week. Moving I mean, on. Man, what – just – Let's let's not rule anything out here. You know, ball no. security, ball security, take care of that football. But man, the way this game was going, it, it uh, didn't look didn't look like it was going to end in this fashion. No, Ramsey, a quarterback, just going to keep it himself. Holds on to the football to the fifty to the forty eight yard line of Princeton with a minute five to go. With Princeton with no timeouts, and the Panthers really, you know, this is the type of game you look back at if you would have lost this game. There were so many chances that they had, but right now you don't have to worry about that yeah. because you move on. It's a win and move on, and that's what happened tonight here in Princeton. Fifty seconds down to forty five seconds, and the Panthers going to go to week three of the postseason again. Man, that just just all the stuff that went on early you thought this was definitely going to be a shootout and come down to you know one team's going to have the ball left to be the team that's and hamilton yes and hamilton's going to ice it right here he takes the knee and that is it with 20 seconds remaining the panthers are going to move on to the regional final next week against who but st x at st at x. x at balaban we're going to have to take some oxygen up to balaban's stadium up there at the top but the panthers win this one 26 to 21 and it will be tomorrow it'll be next friday night at st x the panthers win this one 26 21 we'll come back with the cooper electric star of the game on the prep sports radio network safety footwear there is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them and your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. 
Wayne Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of holding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect holding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. This is Father Rob Jack. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Uh, it is a happy recap for the Elder Panthers. They win it 26-21. The Cooper Electric star of the game is Cooper Johnson. 17 carries, 143 yards, really moved the ball up and down the field. Had a 56-yard run earlier in the day, which led to a field goal. And Cooper Johnson is a Cooper Electric star of the game. Great game for him. The other thing with Cooper Johnson is that he continues to do what's asked of him you know i mean i know he probably wants to be on the field more and get the ball more and get more touches but with with the, the offense the panthers having so many weapons you have to take your opportunities when they come in tonight he just made made a lot with what he had he had some great runs he runs in traffic he had some big runs that were really key to, to set some stuff up for the panthers to really move the ball just really proud of cooper in the way he just continues to fight week after week after week and next week you know it's going to be another big one because i was going to have to have every weapon on that offense ready to go against the saint Xavier bombers yeah and uh, ramsey another good game today he had 21 carries 101 yards and a touchdown he also caught a touchdown he had four catches 53 yards scotty neiman five catches 127 yards in the game uh ben hamilton was 11 to 16 he had 194 yards of touchdown he had two picks but uh, another uh, good game uh for him and everybody and the panthers move on to play and again another regional final it doesn't get much better than that nope it's gonna be great it's gonna be a gcl south regional final uh absolutely fantastic uh to, to have the gcl you know getting to that point uh, and uh, going to be a great one out at CNX next week. Look forward to going out there just because of the fact that we're, we're playing. We're, we're alive. Absolutely. As, as Coach Ramsey says, you know, just happy to be playing. Yep. Happy to be playing and uh, a great, great game. And once again, thanks to Coach Doug Ramsey for the pregame interview as always. Thanks to Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, to Tom Kennedy, and Kevin Kenny. 
back at the studio. And thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, Elder Panthers 26, the Princeton Vikings 21. Next week, Elder takes on St. Xavier in the regional final. You've been listening to Elder Football. Kelsey Chevrolet Game of the Week, but keep in mind, coming up next, it's Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night with Mark Bengel, Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and stay tuned for that. Again, you've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long from Princeton High School. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group wants to wish this year's team all the best for a successful season. The team works hard to make every game memorable. But what if your biggest memory of the game is standing in line for the restroom? If you're experiencing frequent trips to the restroom, the Urology Group can help. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support Elder Football. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Delhi, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, The Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota. Robert Jones Plumbing, The Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. I'm Deacon Bob Fay. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart Radio. It's time. The Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night, brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Boudinot Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. 
another exciting big win for the Elder Panthers tonight, 26-21 to over the Princeton Vikings. And no, we're not at La Rosa's on Boone. No, we're on an undisclosed location outdoors in the frigid, chilly weather here on the west side of town. And uh, But we are not saying don't go to La Rosa's. Go ahead and uh, great sponsor and get yourself some uh, great pizza. And, uh, guys, I know that is the first time in elder school history that they knocked off uh, the Princeton Vikings. And we're sitting there looking at the rundown, and if you look at the, the first three times they played, the winning score for Princeton was 28. They ended up with 21. They were driving to score that 28. They lost the ball. Elder recovered. If they would have gotten to the magic number 28, it would have been 28-26. Good night, nurse. But... Nope, didn't get there this time. I, Tom, a hat, hat off uh, to uh, Lenny and Phil for picking out Cooper Johnson as the Cooper Electric star of the game. But uh, you could have, once again, I guess maybe we want to spread it around, you could have, if you wanted to, gave it to another guy. Give me the ball, Drew Ramsey. Right, no doubt. Uh, Drew Ramsey, uh, what can't he do, right, uh, tonight? Uh, 21 rushes for 101 yards, uh, two touchdowns, uh, four receptions for another 53 yards. And uh, he also had a quarterback sack uh, from the safety position in the first half. So uh, it, it's, it's, we, we said it last week, we need to be saying it again. Survive in advance. I'm sure that's what Doug and the coaching staff are telling the boys. Uh, a win is a win. They did have a couple missed opportunities, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you, they need, they made the plays when they needed to make the plays. Um, and boy, how nice was it to have Scotty Neiman back, uh, five receptions for 127 yards. Uh, uh, it was, uh, just, just a great win. Uh, Marco Sabato with the, uh, four, four yard touchdown run. Uh, in the first half. Uh, and what I was saying earlier in the pregame, Mark and Steve, that uh, Elder has a lot of weapons offensively and defensively, and most teams don't have as many weapons or as much depth as does the Elder Panthers. And, and you could probably say the same thing for about all the other GCL South schools, especially uh, St. X and LaSalle. And at this time of the year, the weather's getting colder, and uh, you know, it, the, the ball's getting uh, tougher to throw and to hold on to, I guess, and to receive it. But, but nevertheless, uh, it, it's, it's very comforting to know that Elder has, uh, you know, uh, a quarterback as talented as Ben Hamilton, 11 for 16, 194 yards and a touchdown. And the go-to guy, uh, at least for the second week in a row, Mark, is Drew Ramsey. And then without even, you know, in another breath, uh, the, the uh, Cooper Johnson was the star of the game, 17 carries for 143 yards, and he had some big yardage on third downs when they needed that to keep the drive going. Yeah, yeah. It, it, tonight was one of those games where uh, it was a whale of a coach game by Doug Ramsey, and, and it comes down to execution by the players, uh, but the, the call to Sabato – to, to get that first down, everybody in the stadium yeah. was thinking, I guarantee that Ramsey was going to get the ball, uh, and, and he did. They, they, yeah. they, they handed it off to Sabato for the first down, and it was a, a just a brilliant call. And, 
I tell you what, Princeton's a whale of a team. They're, they have talent all over. Uh, but I, I, I tell you, I think Doug, they had a great game plan, execution. You know, what we want to see, Ben, ha- the old Ben Hamilton, he had a couple of, tonight I think he forced the ball in a couple times to, Players he he feels comfortable throwing to people he wanted to throw to, especially Scotty Neiman, and sometimes a double triple coverage is not the way to go. And I guarantee the film is going to be uh, reviewed heavily with uh, Doug and Ben uh, because they're going to need yeah. a perfect game next week. Of course, uh, Elder lost to St. X 38-24 back on uh, September 11th uh, at the pit. And, but that game was really uh, – oh. Elder had had everything in control. I thought they, they – they, things were really going, and then, boom, just uh, they got out of – things – Changed and yeah and and uh, yeah. Say next, I think, for I recall, scored 14 uh, points late in the fourth quarter uh, to take that game uh, over. But you know, without a doubt, Elder was in that game. Uh, they were in control, and it's just one of those things. So so here we go, Mark and Steve. If we want to talk about the seedings for one last time, because really none of that matters unless. You would prefer to have Saint X or Saint X in the upper bracket and Elder on the lower bracket, so they wouldn't have to play for Region Four in the semifinals. They would lovely to, to see Elder and Saint X next week for the regional final. But nevertheless, I guess the GMC schools got their way, and it's not meant to be. But I predict tonight that the winner of next week's game between. Elder and St. X is going to be the champion. And, of and if you're going Florida. by seeds, we're counting by odd numbers. The one seed got through, the three seed got through, the five seed got through, and the seven seed got through. So there you go. The big thing that jumps out at the stats from the first matchup between the Panthers and the Bombers, one everything was even, and Elder was uh, up a few in, in, in the passing, 20, 282 yards to 213 yards passing. The big, big stinker in that game was rushing yards elder had 22 yards of uh of rushing uh yards or 21 yards of rushing yards uh versus the bombers 158 which they can't have that happen right you really you, you need to balance attack and especially like i was saying earlier as the weather changes and it gets colder and you don't know what the precipitation is going to be either. So at this time of the year, uh, you just need to be as diversified on offense as you can be, and, and that was a glaring uh, difference in the first matchup. We we talked about it last week with the interesting, um, I guess, <laughs> the seeding process, which was kind of, uh, it, it, it kind of had some feathers ruffled all over the place where, where the Bombers, uh, the, the Crusaders, and the Panthers uh, were seated in a way that took a lot of collusion with the GMC yeah. schools to, to get them all thrown into the same bracket, and it just was interesting seating. I think Sweet Revenge was... Uh, of course, Muller beating Hamilton last week, uh, and then Elder knocking off Fairfield, and of course, then Elder coming back and knocking off Princeton tonight. Uh, sure. it, it was a sweet, sweet win. It really was, and I'm curious to hear what Steve uh, has for the finals, but I think he may have tipped his hand on uh, the odd number seeds are going into the finals for Region 4, but nevertheless, it, it appears that they're going to be basically your old favorites. 
uh, you know, and, and we'll see here in a minute. But, uh, you know, hats off to Elder. It's it's not an easy task to go on the road uh, against a very talented team. And I'm telling you that that quarterback, Glenn, for the Princeton Vikings, he could really uh, sling that ball all over the field. Uh, very talented. And, uh, you know, they Elder caused a couple turnovers that we need to mention as well. Uh, that, that you know, turned the Vikings over and gave Elder the ball. Uh, and then Elder on uh, special teams when uh, Princeton was in punt formation. We can't lose sight of that safety uh, in the fourth quarter that could have easily turned into a touchdown for the Panthers, but it was a safety nonetheless and gave them a little bit of breathing room and allowed them to, to hold on for a 26-21 to 21 victory. Yeah, it- there were so many pivotal points in this game tonight. Yeah. Uh, the missed uh, field goal, which was almost a chip shot, uh, that one hurt. And it just added to the nail-biting evening of how yeah. things were going. And then when Princeton fumbled the ball deep in elder territory, uh, a huge change yeah. of events. And then just the uh, the Ramsey uh, uh Drew's first down runs, just the the ice, put the game on ice was just phenomenal. And just waiting to hear Lenny and Phil's call to see or to hear uh, if Drew Ramsey made the first down or not. There were a lot of key, you know, one was a fourth down run that Drew made uh, just enough yardage to move the sticks. And it was always very comforting when Len and Phil said, uh, and they moved the sticks. So Elder had another set of downs. And, And basically what had happened at the end of the game is, uh, you know, Doug's smart enough and the staff is smart enough to keep the ball on the ground and make uh, Princeton use their timeouts and then, uh, you know, just kind of run run the game clock out on, on the run, on the ground. Right. It, it, it's, it's hard to believe uh, that the way the 2020 season has gone with the the COVID rules, uh, the the shortened season. Where was there going to be a season and so forth? But now we're we're way late into October, where we normally have a couple of weeks left to go. But yeah. it, it kind of reminds you back uh, of, of last year. Uh, of course, in the postseason, Elder uh, knocked off Dakota West, 42 to 17, in the first round, and then uh, they beat. In this second round game last year, was up at uh, Mason, Mason when they knocked off the Bombers, 28 to 24, and that you know yeah. you you felt like okay we got we got them going, but then you have to face the Colerain Cardinals, which last year uh, was one of those boy oh boy once again a, a yeah. nail biter, 28 21 the, the Panthers knocked off Colerain. And then they, they we went up to uh, play Springfield way up in Pickwell, Ohio, on a very frigid night. That was uh, back, uh, heck, it was after Thanksgiving, if I recall. Yeah. And uh, Elder won that game 31-24. So we, we know what happened in the state championship game. But here we are again. We're, we're, we're two games uh, into the playoffs, and uh, it's, it's so exciting to, to kind of remember now uh, what those feelings were like. And here we are back at it again, a big – Big matchup next week against the Bombers, and you know, yeah. it's going to be uh, exciting. And as we said on the pregame show, if Elder can uh, find success against the Bombers next week and knock them off, uh, this will and, and beat say next next Friday. This will be Elder's third straight regional final appearance, and that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive and pretty consistent. Uh, with the way this team plays year in and year out. Well, and especially Tom, we, we, we you know, you lost a lot of 
name players last year that you 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 just absolutely thought, how are we going to do it without yeah. these guys? You're but that, right. it, it's what the way high school football is. Uh, yeah. You come in the uh, the front door, you go out the back door. It's just it's a constant revolving situation. So it it it, it just what we do year in and year out. And and uh, these kids are, have been waiting. They've been working, and uh, they uh, it, they deserve all that they're they getting. Do. And and it's nice to see success for the Elder Panthers, and especially for some of the seniors that, that got a little bit of playing time last year. Joe, Joey Stemmler on defense and David Larkins from the tight end position, but he's also playing D-line just like he did last year. It's nice to see, uh, you know, the season continue for uh, for some of those guys that, uh, you know, got some playing time last year and now being seniors, that uh, any senior that's on this team, uh, betting, uh Betting house and it's everybody that's had some playing time last year and are finally getting uh, more playing time this year, as I should say, and having some success. Yeah, I mean, last year though, the name all you thought of with elder football, Matthew Luby. I mean, he was the uh, had two thousand. 2,064 yards passing and uh, in, in, uh, over 1,000 yards rushing. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the, how do you fill that in when, when, when yeah. uh, he moves on? But, you know, we got, got kind of a triumvirate at quarterback with, you know, Hamilton's a true drop-back passer, and, and uh, Ramsey comes in and does the wildcat. I mean, yeah. he does a little bit of everything. He punches sure. the ball, he runs the ball, right. he catches the ball. So, yeah. uh, you, you know, and then uh, we, we lose Joe Royer last year, and uh, yeah. then this young little guy, Scotty Neiman, comes up uh, and fills in quite nicely. I know, yeah. Uh, you're right. It's almost like uh, next up, next up, who's, who's it going to be? And, uh, you know, quickly, Ben Hamilton, uh, 1,500 yards passing, first year under center for the varsity, and uh, everybody's doing their part to have success and to see to have success in being in the semifinals of Region 4. Steve? Our, 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 our account, the guy you haven't heard much in the first segment here, he's getting all the scores. Are you I've, ready? I've been waiting for uh, the boys to come around. They were back by the fire pit. Yeah, uh, Steve Geis, drumline. Here they come. They're, they're marching down the driveway here, and hopefully we're not waking <laughs> up the families around here. But uh, yeah. But let's uh, paint the picture in of uh, who's playing all who right. next week. Division One, Region 4. The number one seed, Lakota West, took on the number eight seed, Lakota East, tonight. Lakota West coming into the game unbeaten and remain unbeaten as they win 31-14 to over their opposite number out of the East. And West's reward is a rematch with the Coleraine Cardinals, who won tonight over Mason 28-7. to So the five seed over the four seed, they're out at Mason. The game you heard here on the Prep Sports Radio Network, it was Elder outlasting the Princeton Tigers, 26 to 21. <laughs> Princeton Vikings, I, I know. know. We know, we know. We're just fun. We're just and having a little Magoo, fun. you've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, their reward is a trip to North Bend Road. Uh, to uh, yeah, and our reward is uh, climbing the steps to the press box um, out at St. X tonight, who won handily o- over the Molar Crusaders, 45 to 14. So uh, St. X remains this season undefeated against Ohio teams. So St. X uh, rolling. They they roll to six and two on the season. 
the Nimola Crusaders just couldn't right the ship this year. They dropped to two and six and uh, go home unless they find somebody to play because you can keep on yeah. playing if you want. You can. So that, that's kind of the way it works. Be tough for them because they don't have a home field. But region Division two, region eight will move on to that. The number one seed, the Winton Woods Warriors, go to seven and zero with a win over Xenia tonight. The, the 17th seed, they're, they're a little bit different uh, up there. A lot, a lot of teams in, in play up there. They win 28 to 13 tonight over the, the Xenia Hurricanes, uh, whatever they are. The tornadoes. Tornadoes, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Xenia moves on to play Edgewood, who uh, won in a cough due to cold situation tonight over Troy. So, uh, so Wynn Woods and Edgewood will square off next week. And uh, Kings wins tonight in, in the Division Two Region 8, also 42-7 to over Talawanda. Kings remains unblemished on the season, and they will most likely play Turpin. I don't have a final on that, but they were winning late, 23-6 to over Withrow. So Turpin, the five seed, will go on to play Kings, the, the, the four seed, next week. LaSalle wins tonight over Little Miami, uh, 30-14, to and they'll play the winner of the Stuyven City. Game don't have a result on on that game, but uh, LaSalle will, will move on next week, and they move to five and two, and uh, looking to defend their, their Division Two yeah. state title. LaSalle Lancers peaking probably at the right time. They, they, probably, now yeah. that they're you know with with their people in Division Two, they, they probably will roll and uh, roll for a distance. Pickwood tonight, the three seed over Harrison, forty two to seven. Harrison coming in at the fourteen seed. Pickwood moves to 7-0 and on the season and they will play Anderson next week who won big over Tees Valley 52-14 to so Piqua-Anderson matchup next week. Division 3 Region 12, it was New Richmond over Goshen tonight 38-20 to and Ross 52, Monroe 14 and New Richmond and Ross will square up next week to play for uh, Region 2 as, as they, uh, Division 3 Region 12, excuse me Baden wins uh, um, in another cough due to cold situation over Wapakoneta. So Baden will move to play Tippecanoe, who won. That two wasn't a forfeit. They won the game 11 to six. So wow. yeah, a couple home runs and a, a probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, probably a grand slam in there somewhere. Um, and uh, St. Francis to Sales uh, Region Division Three had a lot of cough due to cold situations here. They uh, Wilmington uh, the Wilmington Sniffles uh, lose to St. Francis to Sales, and uh, and uh, Bishop Hartley wins 65 to 14 over Western Brown. Division Seven. These guys like to put up points. Region 28. New Miami 40. Fayetteville Perry 25. And they'll play the winner of Maria Stein's uh, Cedarville. We don't have a final on that game. And then the other two, uh, the other bracket, Tri Village uh, over Cincinnati College Prep, 50 to 30. And they'll play Riverside, who won tonight, 50 to to nothing over local Riverside fans there. Yeah. Uh, so they showed up big tonight. These two teams offensively scored 50 points each. They're going to match each other next week. That could be just like a nuclear bomb going off. <laughs> a lot, lots of points could be scored. In Northern Kentucky, 
these are all district games in, in 2A District 6. It was Beachwood over Lloyd tonight, 49 to nothing. So Beachwood riding the ship at 4 and 2. Uh, Lloyd uh, drops to 2 and 2 on the season. In, in 1A District uh, 4 action, it was Ludlow 54, Bellevue 8. In 5, 5A uh, District 5 action, Cooper over Boone County, 28 to uh, eight and both those teams came in at one and four. So Cooper kind of maybe right, writing it and, and kind of getting set for the playoffs in Northern Kentucky. I had a couple of different scores on this game, but I'm going to go with this one. It was uh, Covington Catholic remaining undefeated tonight with a 42 to nothing win over Highlands in 5A District 5 action. Newport Central Catholic over Dayton in, in 1A District 4 and in uh, 2A District 6 action, it was Newport 21, Holy Cross 20. So that was a Holy Cross of a night. Wow. It's like, holy mackerel. Yeah. In Indiana, Ron Colley outlasts East Central tonight, goes to 7-1, and one, and East Central drops to 7-2 and two with a 34-27 to 27 win. Because Lawrenceburg 15, South Dearborn 8. Greensburg Pirates 52, Rushville 6, and Batesville 42, Connorsville 14. And those are all the scores we have in right now. I'm going to take a look at There's a lot of scores of teams that just all of a sudden threw games up. So we're going to look at those games, too, because the other teams are playing. So I'm going to start working on pulling those scores together for our next segment. Whatever happened to the rivalry that was uh – Highlands and Covcath. I mean, I remember not too many years ago, Highlands would just annihilate Covcath well, year after year. I mean, year honestly, year. you know, as I said in the segment, Covcath is doing what Highlands did. I mean, yeah, you know, by hook or crook, you know, yeah, people are showing up. Forty-two and, and, to nothing, and uh, you know, that's kind of the the what Highlands was kind of hung their banner on, and yeah, yeah, uh, yep. yep. Dale Mueller left the program, and uh, he took the uh, the recipe, the secret recipe, I guess, on how you do that stuff. And uh, somebody found it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take our first time out. Uh, of course, big win tonight. You heard it. Exciting uh, win by the Elder Panthers, 26-21 over the Princeton Vikings. First win in elder football history over the Princeton Vikings. Not like we play them all that much, but it was a yeah. uh, it was one of those. Uh, Four, fourth time's a charm. Yeah, that's what we needed. So we're going to take that time out. We'll be back. Talk about a little bit of next week football right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. That's our fan. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. 
We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support elder football. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Colerain and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Colerain Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel, and promotional items. They can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Dave Ramsey here. As a business owner, you don't have time to worry about your network. Fuller Information Technology, Cincinnati's IT department, can assess your network needs, stabilize any immediate issues, and manage your network. They've been helping businesses for over 20 years. So whether you have 50 employees or you're a one-person office, Fuller Information technology can provide the IT support that you need. FullerInfotech.com FullerInfotech.com This is Father Benedict Kinsler, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at SacredHeartRadio.com Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Butno Avenue. Well, I wish we were at La Rosa's. It's a lot warmer in there than it is back in this frigid. We're looking at Mars right above us. A beautiful uh, night here. At least it's not windy and cold. But, Steve, let's go back. You you have something to add. Yeah, I I do. Uh, The the way the COVID situation worked out this year and the scheduling is that you know they go in with with the shortened season and you get into the playoffs everybody in but people can opt out or if you lose in the first round or second round you can keep on playing and play other teams and other teams looking to to play and uh, we have that situation and I have several scores that that uh, I want to get the, the the drum line on here because these are teams that are kids are out there playing yeah. and we're gonna you know talk about them and, and uh, we're gonna start with uh, one that's uh, just to my left. Uh, Oak Hills tonight uh, plays uh, Middletown Middies, and Oak Hills gets a victory tonight. Playing in extra extra innings here, uh, win uh, 29 to 20 over Middletown. So uh, Highlanders w- w- with with a victory, and it's good for the kids to get out it there and, and, and really get it going because they don't have you know you know you, you're not in the playoffs, and instead of being done and turning in your equipment, you keep on going for a while. And it sounded like that had to be a road victory because I don't hear much. No, they're not. They're not behind us, yeah, so they exactly. must be out in Middletown. Yeah. West Claremont and Walnut Hills uh, matched up tonight. West Claremont wins tonight, 21 to 14, over Walnut Hills. Milford over Loveland, 54 to 21. Fenwick over Aiken, 
19 to 12. It was Batavia 54, Northeast, Claremont Northeastern 14, St. Bernard 38, Williamsburg 27, Centerville over Fairfield 40 to 28. And in extra GMC action, it was Hamilton 39, Sycamore 7. So those are all the extra games that that I can find so far. If I can come up with some more, we'll get them in there along with uh, the other scores of the teams that are in in the playoffs. And good for the schools, Stephen. You were mentioning that, and I think a couple schools that I heard you say were uh, the Cincinnati Public Schools that that were probably one of the last institutions, at least in the city of Cincinnati. Right, they, they were get, last in and, yeah, to and get to get going. So, uh, good. I'm sure that they want to get as many games on their you know playing as possible. So, you know, good for good for them. With Tom and Steve, we talked uh, earlier that uh, in in the first. Uh, game against the the bombers elder had i think i said 26 yards rushing and they they needed to work on that i'm looking at tonight's uh, stats uh elder or excuse me st x and muller of course uh, that was a very lopsided 45 to 14 win by the bombers and looking at the rushing stats for Muller, they had 11 attempts for 10 yards. <laughs> so once again, uh, the the Bombers' run defense is about the best in the city. Noah, Noah Gieselbrock, the uh, uh, the quarterback, it was 14 for 19, threw for 130 yards. But uh, I think uh, when you get 10 yards rushing, it's it's not yeah. a balanced attack. But when you look on the other side of the ball, uh, Brian Mackay, uh, or excuse me, Brogan Mackay for St. X, 19 for 25 for 272 yards. And boy, he has receivers. There's not just really one guy that goes uh, – uh, the, 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 well, of course, Liam Clifford is uh, his favorite receiver, but uh, Luke Vernansky uh, had 75 yards, uh, Clifford 71 yards, uh, Terrell McFarland 61 yards, uh, Jalen Patterson 48 yards. I mean, they they have a lot of weapons. Yeah, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough tough matchup next week, Tom. It's going to be a tall task, no doubt. Uh, but you know, these teams know each other so well, Mark. They Every uh, obviously play once a year at a minimum, and last year they they played twice. This year they're going to play twice. Uh, so there's no secrets in what each team's wants to do. Uh, I'm sure that St. X, from a defensive standpoint, uh, they're going to try to lock down the run, uh, focus on Drew Ramsey, and and put pressure on Ben Hamilton and try to take away. Uh, uh, the wide receivers, uh, Scotty Neiman, and uh, and a whole bunch. So, and on the elder side of the ball, they're gonna, uh, you know, try to slow down Brandon McKee uh, as a quarterback, and uh, it could come down to turnovers. You know, you just don't know. But I would, it's gonna behoove Elder, I would think, just like any other playoff game, but to try to get an early lead. Try to get St. X playing from behind and, uh, you know, uh, just see what happens. But I think turnovers could be a key factor in, in that game next week. Big, big win tonight. Elder Panthers 26 21 win over the Princeton Vikings. And, of course, that 
they they head out to Bomber Stadium next week, uh, as we're talking about facing the Saint X Bombers, and and uh, we. we <laughs> It doesn't. It's not going to take a lot of salesmanship to get people fired up about this game, Elder X. I mean, it. it this is a rivalry that goes back into the. Well, I think the 30s or late 20s, early early 30s. So year in and year out, these two teams play, and uh, there's always a little bit of bragging rights here and there, and and. Uh, it, yeah, it's just going to be a whale again. You, you just—it's uh, so exciting to have this again. Of course, and the bombers are wanting to avenge yeah. last year's. Yeah. Uh, who could forget uh, the great run by Matthew Luby uh, right. to, to ice that game? It, it just pretty much deflated uh, the Bombers, it and the did. Bombers trying to make a last-minute run down the field. And they did. <laughs> they did. And David Larkin's uh, knocking the ball away on the goal line for the to knock away the uh, potential go-ahead uh, score for St. X. So that that game actually did come down to the last play. So. Uh, and and then you have two of the premier coaches, not only in the city of Cincinnati, but the whole state of Ohio, and Steve Speck, and 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 of course Doug Ramsey. So, uh, you know, um, pretty much they they know each other, they know each other's schemes, they know each other's tendencies, I should say. So there's not like you said, Mark. There's not going to be a lot of surprises. Although you never know during the playoffs, you want to, you know, maybe show something that you haven't shown yet this year and. Boy, next week would be a great time to unveil any or all of those kind of plays. I, I really like Doug's strategy of putting the best players he can in the situations where he needs to make a stop, mix things up. David Larkins being one of the guys, I mean, he's a primarily a tight end, but he, he puts him in. He's a whale of a, a pass rusher, and he's such a big body that he gets those big old wings up in front yeah. of the passer. And we've seen Drew Ramsey a lot on defense. Not not a ton, but he, right. he, he went on both sides of the ball. But I think next week... Once again, you're going to see things that you're not used to seeing. Yeah. Uh, players, I mean, getting in there and, and make, trying to make stops because uh, it, it, you're right. There's no right. tomorrow. You yeah. got to get that win. And tonight, late we in the know. game, we know. <laughs> tonight, late in the game, you got Scotty Neiman with the defensive backs. You know, trying to, you know, keep everything in front of them for long passes and and knocking anything down. And uh, it, it, it's 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 kind of fun. At the high school level, anyway, where uh, it, it's so pure, the game's so pure. They're just uh, every, kids trying their best, and the guys trying their best. And and like you said, Mark, if they can, uh, if, if you have athletes on your roster, and it's funny, I think Drew Ramsey, uh, when you look at the uh, the roster, uh, he's got the word athlete next to his name as opposed to a specific position. And I think the last two or three weeks, we've seen that. We've seen. Uh, Drew on both sides of the ball, um, and he just has a nose for the for the football, uh, and and it really is what Doug is going to utilize as much as possible. Tom, uh, your LaSalle Lancers win big tonight, 42 to 14. They had a total of 500. 585 yards total offense versus Little Miami's 115. Uh, honestly. Um, we, we've seen the, the, the Lancers. They're a, a complete team uh, on offense, defense. Do you think there's a Division II team that's going to be able to stop them? Not in the city. I can't talk about uh, upstate or anything. But we, we know what, 
LaSalle, let's all face it, if it's, it's all based on the number of students at the school. And the only reason that LaSalle is not Division One is because they they just missed that cutoff for the number of students at LaSalle. Certainly got the talent they, for Division One. <laughs> they absolutely do. And, and and look at the you know, they uh, you know, they they beat Moeller, they beat Elder, uh, they gave X everything they wanted. Uh, so and it's it's typical. It's it's uh it, 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 it is what it is. They're playing within the rules. But uh, every top four seeds in Region 8, Division 2 this year got a bye. So the Lancers' first game was tonight against Little Miami, and I'm sure that was such a mismatch. And, and you're probably going to see, I would expect nothing less than to see LaSalle versus Winton Woods uh, in the regional final in two weeks in Region 8, and then that puts you into the semifinals. That's going to be a well. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Tell you what. Because Winton Woods, you know, they're the same. They're, they're in the same position. They play a, a Division One schedule, at least up until this year. I'm not sure what their schedule was this year, but Winton Woods would always play, you know, almost every team in the GCL. So with their student body just missing the Division One level, they definitely have the athletes uh to play at Division One, and, and they and they do that. And they're not shy about it. And then with this year, since everybody gets into the playoffs, they probably did as well. Zach Branham it reminds me a lot of Matthew Lubian. In fact, I'm looking at the stats for tonight against Little Miami. Seven, seven for 17 yards passing for 84 yards. But on the other side of rushing, uh, he was nine attempts for 190 yards, uh, 21 yard average. I mean, if the passing is not there, he's going to run yeah. it. And he's a big boy. He is. He, he, he can uh, bowl over you. And so uh, that, that, that congratulations to the LaSalle Lancers. Uh, they, they are definitely uh, possibly could have another back-to-back. But like we yeah. said, we don't know what's upstate. And uh, the, yeah. the folks upstate, they, they don't like that uh, losing. Uh, I, I know it was a tough loss for was it was Washington Maslin. Yeah. yeah. So they they had a huge crowd there last year to, yeah. for that game, but uh, they were like 15 minutes away. You know, yeah, right. they're still located right yeah. there in Canton. They're just outside of Canton, and uh, there was a lot of lot of energy and a lot of uh, I can't think of the coach's name, but the the former coach for LaSalle went up to Washington Maslin to be their head coach. So. Uh, it was one of those things, and they played on a Thursday night, and they won their state title, and and, and Elder came and played the, the following night, and and it wasn't as uh, fortunate, but anyway, a lot of, a lot of great football still ahead for the city of Cincinnati. Well, it. it... I, was Steve Geis's uh, group uh, back there uh, by the fire pit again? I hope so. I, I got I got uh, a full slate of scores here for you tonight, and uh, you know what his an- instrument really is. What's that? The trombone. And uh, it is. Well, I'd like to do the scores to the, the to the rusty trombone sometime. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> a big, big uh, sliding rusty trombone. All right. Let's uh, let's head over to the scoreboard there. Steve. All right. Division One, Region Hold Four. Oh, oh, where, where, where they come? <laughs> Just waiting for the for the gang. I'm sorry about that. Here, what's going on? There he is. Okay, sorry about that. 
we ready now? We're, we're ready now. Okay, D- Division One, Region Four, Lakota West over Lakota East, 31 to 14. It was uh, Colerain over Mason tonight, 28 to 7, and Colerain and Lakota West will be playing next week. It was Elder 26, Princeton 21 in the game you heard here on the Prep Sports Radio Network, and they will be playing the, the St. X Bombers, who won tonight, 45 to 14 over the Molar Crusaders. That game will be out at Balaban Field in uh, on North Bend. Division Two, Region Eight, Winton Woods over Xenia, 28 to 13. Uh, Kings 42, Talawan to seven. Turpin 23, Withrow six. Little Miami loses to LaSalle tonight, 30 to 14. Piqua 42, Harrison seven. Anderson 52, Tees Valley 14. Division Three, Region 12, New Richmond 38, Goshen 20. Ross 52, Monroe 14. Baden uh, over Wapakoneta tonight as Tippecanoe 11, Mount Healthy 6. Bishop Hartley 65, Western Brown 14. Division 7, Region 28, New Miami over Fayetteville Perry 40 to 25. Tri Village 50, Cincinnati College Prep 30, Riverside 50, Lockland nothing. Northern Kentucky action, it was Beachwood 49, Lloyd nothing. Ludlow 54, Bellevue 8, Cooper 28, Boone County 8. Highlands loses to Cub Cat tonight 42 to nothing. Newport Central Catholic 34, Dayton Kentucky 6, Newport 21, Holy Cross 20, Ryle 44, Dixie Heights 14, Walton Verona 47, Shawnee 6. In Indiana, it was Runcali 34, East Central 27. South Dearborn loses to Lawrenceburg tonight, 15 to yeah. 8. It was Greensburg 52, Rushville 6, Batesville over Connorsville 42 to 14. In action of other schools in the area that aren't in the playoffs but continued to play tonight, it was Oak Hills 29, Middletown 20, West Claremont 21, Walnut Hills 14, Milford over Loveland tonight. 54 to 21, Fenwick 19, Aiken 12, Batavia 54, North, North Claremont Northeastern 14, St. Bernard 38, Williamsburg 27, Centerville 40, Fairfield 28, Hamilton over Sycamore tonight 39 to 7, and West High gets a win tonight 34 to 8 over Clark Montessori. And those are all the scores we have north, south, east, and west of the area. And uh, let's listen to the drum line. <laughs> there we are. Steve Geis and the, the famous drum line. He's going to get the rust off the trombone next uh, week and bring it with him, I think. Uh, it's a Balaban. Yeah. I think you can use it out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Joining us now for the last few minutes of the show, uh, Phil the Thrill made it back from uh, Princeton tonight. And Phil, boy, what a what a nail biter! Uh, you know, there were some times during the game where you thought that the Panthers were going to put it away, uh, and you know, I thought, boy, we get this field goal in here; it's a chip shot. But that's these are high school kids, and this that's right. what that's what happens. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things that you would have said if the Panthers ended up losing a football game is you would have looked back at some of the different opportunities and things that they didn't capitalize on. And the same can be said for, for Princeton. They had a couple of times where they forced Elder off the field only to turn the football over. Or, you know, they got Elder, they forced him off, and then went three and out and had the punt late when it looked like, well, if they can go down and score and control it, it was going to be a game where the Panthers are going to be up against the ropes. And it... You knew that was going to be the game coming in. They're a very athletic team. They've been very good all year. They're very dangerous. And the Panther defense would have to answer the call while at the same time you had to have the Panther offense that could come out and, and do those same things. And it just was a it was just an up-and-down game. Uh, really proud of the Elder Panthers tonight. I thought they played a, a very, very good football game. And one of the biggest things that you take away from this is that it, it – it gets you ready for next week to go against St. X. You, you had a, I know you had a tough game, and there are a lot of people out there that always would say, well, X played a weak game. This, they, they was still a physical game against Moeller, I'm sure. It was still very physical and a game that uh, they're going to be tired from, just like Elder with Princeton, but everybody's going to go back to the film room tomorrow and start working and getting ready you know, for, for next week's matchup because this week really doesn't matter. And the first time they met, the only thing that matters from that one is you have a little bit of an insight of what Elder's game plan and X's game plan will be. But that was so early. Now we're, we're probably changing some things up. Phil, uh, talk about what, what is going through Doug's mind tonight and the coaching staff. they got to get back to Elder. Uh, they're probably going to get their minds going into this tonight, don't you think? A little bit. I mean, it usually, the, depending on on what it is, sometimes you go back and they'll watch the film from tonight. Uh, they'll watch the film tonight, you know, in the coach's office and and kind of look at some stuff as it gets loaded on and talk about things tonight. But you're not you're not going to go too crazy getting ready um, for say next just yet. I mean, you're already thinking about some things probably on a bus ride home. I know the defense will be thinking about some things. You know, one of the uh, if you remember from the first game, Elder did a great job making adjustments uh, after going, you know, after the, the first quarter and going into the third quarter. They did a great job when they had time to sit and stop. And then in the fourth quarter, Elder was still real young on defense and was struggling to make those adjustments in game and real quick. Tonight, I think you saw that Elder's going to be able to really compete against X next week, no matter what happened the first time. You know, you had that. Uh, to talk about how Elder performed in the fourth quarter. And I think it had more to do with Elder was still young defensively and they were trying to make some changes and they weren't going in as quick in-game, whereas I think now they're going to be able to make those in-game changes as they need during that same next game. You know, Phil, you t- we talked enough about last week, uh, survive in advance, and they, it's the same thing for this week. And you have to have a short memory because this game's over and you have to look forward. We commented at halftime and then a little bit on the post-game show here about how Doug is is uh, strategically putting some offensive players on the defensive side of the ball, and we all collectively agree that uh, it, it's it's to a point where you want to have your best athletes in certain key positions, and I think that's exactly what Doug and and staff are trying to do, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're trying to use guys when uh, you have the ability, such as David Larkins, who's a heck of a pass rusher. He does a great job coming off of the edge, and a lot of it is because he does he gets, he has that long reach. And if he can get to that tackle first, 
that, that tackle's going to struggle. I mean, any offensive tackle would say that if that if defensive lineman's got real long arms and they get to you first, it, it's it, you've lost. And he does that really well, and he comes off of that outside shoulder. He's also had a couple of good stunts where he's come inside, and because of his quick, he's very quick, too. He's able to get there. Um, he, he bats some balls down, so David Larkin is a good example of that. Uh, Drew Ramsey did get in there tonight. You know, we haven't seen him in previous weeks running around, but you knew that was that was probably going to happen at yeah. some point. Um, but it's just nice to see these guys when they have to go make plays, and they're okay to go do that. That's not what I normally do. I'm going to go make a big play. Drew Ramsey strips a football tonight yeah. and a key possession for the Panthers. Uh, they line up deep for some of the prevent stuff. But I think Coach Ramsey and the staff just – they're willing to make some adjustments and play guys where they need to play to win. And I don't think there's anybody on that sideline that would disagree with it if it means we're going to go to the next round. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you want it to be your number, but you know what? If this guy can do it better than me and that means the team's going to move on, I'm okay with it, and I think that's what this team has, and that's what they need to continue to do. And it makes so much sense, I think, to have Drew Ramsey. I think he was at the safety position, which is kind of like the quarterback on defense anyway, so it's something that's very comfortable for him because he's got all the play in front of him, just like he would on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, very smart player, so when he's back there, he can he can make those reads pretty easily. He's used to making those reads on offense as well. But one of the things, having Drew, I think just – Playing that position does drive other guys because he, he's a guy that leads by example in how he plays. I mean, he comes out there and makes those big plays, gets a gets a tackle, gets a sack, gets a strip, gets a strip on a on a fumble. Yeah. Uh, and if you're someone who's around that, I mean, that's the guy who's also now he's going to go back out and play quarterback, and he's playing yeah. just as hard or harder than I am. I got to step my game up. So he's a great guy, that leads by example, not super vocal in that regard, but the example part is really beneficial. Phil, last question, and then we're going to wrap it up here at the bottom of the hour. But the, uh, I think Doug is going to sit with uh, Ben uh, Hamilton and, and look at some video. I think he tried to force the ball a couple times in the double, triple coverage. Going to players he's comfortable with. And the one thing I always love about Doug is, he, Doug, does he get mad at you make a, a mistake that just – or something happens uh, when you're really trying to make something. When you do something that he knows you shouldn't do, and you can see the frustration that it was like, ah, you don't need to do that. you know. Yeah. And so I, I think – He's going to try, probably try to work that out with him. Yeah, quarterback film. They'll watch quarterback film this week. Uh, just the quarterbacks in the room. And, and Coach Ramsey, sometimes I'm walking by in the building after school, and I hear them talking, and it's – very calm. It, it's it's not something you know. Nobody like you know. Maybe some people envision well, it's going to be yelling and screaming because it's not. It, they're talking about technique. They're talking about well, what did you see versus what what you should have been looking at. So he does a great job talking those guys through that. And, and Ben, and Ben too. Ben's type of guy. When he came off the field, I'm sure he knew exactly what he should have done. Uh, I mean, Drew's the same way. And I don't think there's going to be any problem going into next week with that. You know, in Sometimes it's not a bad thing to have a quarterback who wants to make a play. And he's not afraid to make a play. And I think tonight, you know, he tried to make those plays. So we'll see that next week out of Balaban Field against the Bombers. Well, you hear that music. That's uh, all the time we have. Uh, thanks to everyone listening at home. We appreciate it. We'll be on the air again next week, 630 for the pregame show, 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh, 
Elder St. X. And thanks to Kevin Kenny. He was uh, making that music come on, alerting us when it's time to be done. So <laughs> that's all time. As always, yeah. Kevin. So thanks, for Kevin. Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, I'm Mark Bengal, and Phil the Thrill, and Lenny. He had another great call tonight. We'll see you next week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing Shoe Store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job. Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes. Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer. All because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Hey, Panther fans. The doctors of the Westside Office of the Urology Group wish you a great season. If you find yourself standing in the restroom line too often, it can be the pits. But don't worry. Doctors Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our West Side office are here for you. They can keep you in the pit instead of in line this season. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, the Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota, Robert Jones Plumbing, the Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.